Welcome to Let's Talk About Treks, an episodic review of today's visions of the future featuring Earl Grey and Jack Dorino. Today on the show, you'll pay for your vaulting ambition. That's Star Trek Discovery Season 1, Episode 12. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Jack Dorino and Earl Grey. That would be me. Just in case you get our voices confused, because this is only episode 12. I'm the other guy. <laughs> Wave to our producer over there in the... Oh, that's a mirror. Never mind. <laughs> it's a mirror, because it's in... Is it in the mirror universe? Oh, that's a good one. It wouldn't be awesome if our if our producer were a mirror universe producer, and like every show that we did, he just made us sound like complete assholes. <laughs> Killing everybody left and right so that we can get promoted. Like, yeah, so we already did that. That's that's clearly clearly already done because we are definitely oh, oh, the pinnacle of you, our civilization. You did that. I don't I don't know about me. Oh, hey, I was noticing something. It was me or you that did it. I, I was noticing something today when I was watching that oh, yeah. they one of Giorgio's long extension of names is Mother of the Fatherland. Mother of the Fatherland. Yes. And the fatherland is uh, Germany. Germany. Yeah, I know. Isn't that Especially weird? World War Two Germany. Right. So I think that in this in this particular instance, we're talking about Earth. And I think that it's possible. Maybe maybe the Roman Empire didn't fall, but I think it's possible that as a part of whatever was going on in the Roman Empire, Germany still rose up as. You know, Hitler still rose up and all that, and World War II happened, and maybe they, quote, won? Uh, perhaps. I, I think the Romans, I don't, I don't think the Romans ever went away. I don't think the Roman Empire ever fell. Yeah. For Philippa Giorgio, her imperial majesty, mother of the fatherland, overlord of Vulcan, dominus of Kronos, Regina Andor, Augustus Iaponus Centaurius. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I don't know how you can... I, I'm better at memorizing, memorizing other details, but that's that's pretty good. And it's pretty impressive. So, anyway, the other thing I kind of no, noticed, the, the Charon, a Charon, or however they're pronouncing it. I think it's the Charon. Charon. In Greek, Greek and Roman mythology, it, it's a type of mythical being, but it's... It, it's a psychopomp. Sure. One the, the ferrymen of Hades who uh, carry souls uh, of the newly deceased across the river Styx. Oh, wrong Styx. <laughs> um, he was a a, a Charon. Yes, also one of the satellites of the dwarf planet Pluto. Um, one of I thought it only had well one major one I guess. It actually yes. has five. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the non-planet, well, I guess it is a planet? I don't know. Uh, Charon is the sixth largest trans-Neptunian object after Pluto. Okay. Eris, Haumea, Makemake, and Gong Gong. Mm-hmm. What? The, the, yeah, that's that's really its name. Gong Gong. Oh, okay. Do, do you know what Gong Gong is? No, I'm not sure. Come on, come on, man. You don't know Gong Gong? Gong Gong is uh, probably a dwarf planet. And it's in our solar system. Its name is two two five zero eight eight Gong Gong. Actually, so it's a mat. It's a, it's part of all that junk past uh, past Neptune. The uh, Kepler belt or whatever it is. Uh, I want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say yes. 
and then I'm gonna say that probably if they uh, if from wrong, I'm sure we'll hear about it. What I've heard recently is that uh, the gravitational distortions still indicate that there is a planet-sized body past Neptune. Well, there's Gong Gong. Well, that's before Neptune, though. And that's, I guess that was in uh, 2020, February, February 2020, February of last uh-huh. year is when we found Gong Gong. Oh, okay. Discovered by Michael Brown, David Rabinowitz, and Megan Schwamb. So I'm wondering why they named it Gong Gong. Um, I don't know. Oh, um, Oumuamua was a, is a Hawaiian name. Maybe. Sure. Maybe they discovered it from the Hawaiian Observatory. Oh, that's it. And they picked a Hawaiian name. That's uh, that's that's pretty good, man. That's that's pretty good. Okay, solved the riddle. <laughs> so speaking about solving a riddle, um, you've been wondering why the season, why season one is so much longer than season two and three. I have. I, I'm feeling gypped. The more the seasons go on, I feel like by epi- by season fifteen, we're gonna have zero episodes available to us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If we ever get to season fifteen. Hey, you got, a man can dream. Yeah, I know. Um, what I noticed is that the number of episodes over the episodes that we have in the other two seasons is about just the ep- it's just it's just the episodes that wrap up the se- season, and they might have initially been thinking on wrapping up the season at episode thirteen or fourteen, just say hey we we made it back home, but then just leave it there. But they decided. Maybe we need to have a better wrap up to our season than where we let we're going to leave it. So they've made what was it two additional episodes? Yeah. So check out the thing. So the episode one is episode one. Sorry, season one is the only season that's split into two chapters. Okay. Um, chapter one consists of episodes one through nine, which starts okay. with the Vulcan hello and ends with Into the Forest I Go, and okay. chapter two starts with episode ten and ends with episode fifteen. Um, basically, it appears that the mirror universe consists of six episodes, and the prime universe consists of nine episodes. So it's really two seasons. Okay. Just we got super gypped on se- on season one point five because that's a six episode season. Yeah. So maybe they figured they didn't have enough material, so just oh, squi- you know squished it into. Additionally, I believe we had a break in the season here where we had to wait like yeah. a month between yeah. like uh, November November to uh, January. Okay. So yeah, it's kind of two seasons. And I like the idea of Lorca being captain for the whole first season. Okay. <laughs> and it throwing everybody for a loop, like what the, pro- forgive me, this, this just crossed my mind and I wanted to mention it because we've had a couple conversations about it. The opening of mm-hmm. Star Trek Discovery season one, episode one, mm-hmm. did mention that it was a Sunday. It also mentioned, if I'm not mistaken, that it was May 11th. So you want to figure out when approximately 300 years from now, Sunday and May 11th will collide? I believe it was 2254, if I'm not mistaken. And I was watching, I started I started watching the series from episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I may well have uh, smoked some marijuana and gotten on to Paramount Plus and just looked at the Discovery card and I was like, what, what kind of Star Trek do I want to watch today? And then I just got a big smile and I was like, of course I'm going to watch Discovery. It's perfect. It's perfect. I love it. I love every season of it. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Vulcan Hello episode transcript. All right, where is it? And then we go to the thing, and then we go to Jojo Chishinjo. It's like my favorite line of Star Trek Discovery ever. Jojo Chishinjo. What, what, what is that from? It's Jojo Chishinjo. Tutu Transport. Oh. Jojo Chishinjo. Well, I think when I first heard that, I thought she was speaking in... Like Chinese? Like Mandarin? I'm not sure if the act- if the actress that plays Philippa is Chinese or, or not. She's Malaysian. Okay. So they are two separate countries, which is great. Yes. Because yep. that means she's not from a communist country. What's wrong with a communist country? Have you ever been to one? Uh, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm American. <laughs> what do we speak in Malaysia? Um, Malaysian? Mm, it's a, it's a good guess. I like it. Very good guess. Oh, I was <laughs> just being facetious. Well, I mean, I could cheat and just look it up right now. Oh, I'm doing that. So don't you, don't you hurt your little head over. <laughs> well, then tell me. And then, and then I'm going to say, I don't know. And I wish that someone would leave us like a voicemail message and let us know <laughs> your, a brief, you know, history of Malaysia and China. Or maybe, maybe we, maybe we can get, um, Michelle Yeoh to come and kick us in the head for not knowing <laughs> these things. Wouldn't that be dope? Yep. Dear Michelle Yeoh, please come on our podcast and kick us in the head. Like, I mean, <laughs> like while I'm standing up and I'm six feet tall, I just want to say, I know you can do it. So Malaysia is on, it's in the Pacific Islands, uh, just south and east of Vietnam, the Vietnamese Peninsula, or, or the, you know, the, that group of countries there, Vietnam, yes. Cambodia, so Laos. So it's, yeah, so it's like north, it's like, it's, it's, it's not peninsular, it's definitely ensconced with a co- continent, but it has a good, good, good heavy dose of its own shoreline on the um, Asian Indian continent. So it's yeah. like north northeast of India and south of China. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they still enormous. refer to the, the little piece that sticks out there as... Um, peninsula. A peninsula. It's way north of uh, Australia, too. Yeah, Malaysia is just southeast of that. It's two large islands and probably several small islands in between. Like... Uh, for Vietnam, I've always described Vietnam as as long north to south as California is, but not nearly as wide. So technically, California is bigger than Vietnam in landmass, but sure. they're rel- they're very similar in size. So Malaysia would be given those two islands that they're show- highlighting on my the map I'm looking at. It it would be about as big as Oregon, Washington, and California. It's about 128 square miles. Yeah. Oh, um, you've got numbers. Okay. Yeah, it's 128 square I'm miles, just at and pictures. they have about 32 million people um, in their in their in their place. I'm betting you that they are all fully vaccinated by now. So interesting <laughs> is that 61 61 percent of their uh, religion, Christianity, Hinduism, and uh, like Chinese folk religion, etc account for like 10 like less than 20 percent of Mm -hmm. their religions most of them are well 61 percent is islamic and then like 20 percent is buddhist isn't that super interesting uh yeah i guess their their official language is malaysian and their recognized language is english don't know what that means oh sure the place where kuala lumpur is i should have known that 
<laughs> What's Kuala Lumpur? That is the capital of Malaysia. Is indeed in Southeast Asia, and it's a federal constitutional monarchy. Hmm. Cool. Consists of thirteen states and three federal territories. Cool. Cool, man. Uh, so, since we're on the history podcast today, um, <laughs> I thought that I would briefly touch on a thing that I wondered about since I, since seeing the title of this episode. Of course, I looked it up like a, ages ago, and I know that it is indeed uh, Macbeth. Okay. I'm sorry. Hold on. Wait. I'm not supposed to say that. Crap. Um, it is the Scottish play from whence the title comes, I believe. Um, from when? What? <laughs> you just told us all that it, the Scottish play was Macbeth. I know. Stop saying that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because it's supposed to be. It's supposedly bad luck. Why? Um, for performers, because people bad things happen. Bad things happen when you say the name of the play. When when the name when when someone who is in the performance of that Scottish play says the name of the Scottish play aloud. Um, but we're not in the performance of that Scottish play. Oh, I am. You are. I sure am. Yeah. Here we go. Um. So so there's a line from uh like Act One, uh, Scene Seven of the Scottish play by William Shakespeare. Um, Shakespeare. The original Klingon, of course, it, it, English does no justice to the original Klingon, but the line is, I have no spur to prick the size of my intent, but only vaulting ambition, which overleaps itself and falls on the other. Okay. Meaning like, I can't get myself going. I just keep, I just keep stepping on my own feet. Oh, I'm sorry. That must hurt. The reason we, part of the reason that we do this this title for this episode is because there's a lot of it's about people interacting with visions from the past oh I like ghosts right so there's there's Burnham looking at Giorgio yeah there's like Stamets and Culber Mm -hmm. there's Laurel and Volk oh and then there's Lorca and he's looking at his Burnham Mm, which is his girlfriend so it's a whole bunch of ghosts so why they couldn't have just called it the Scottish play (laughs) <laughs> but I guess it was a pretty good title to drill down to because of the fact that Lorca has a vaulting ambition in everything he does. He should have just stayed in the Prime Universe and been like a Starfleet captain. That would have been yeah. awesome. I think he would have been a very, very interesting Starfleet captain. Now, eventually they would have found him out, I'm sure. Yeah, but anytime a, a stranger in a strange land gets lost in a strange land, that person still wants to go, quote, home. Of course, you can never go home. So what's the point in trying to get back home but you're right he could have um but he would have ultimately never fit in because he had a lifetime of living in the mirror universe and he would ultimately probably never be able to quite fit in quite right as a starfleet captain and people would always question him and he'd probably get demoted really quickly to two after after the war once the science division presuming the admiral makes it out alive like she would have to make it out alive and turn yeah. him in for it to happen quickly. Yeah. Uh, don't tell me I don't know her name. Um, you don't know her name. Admiral Lady. The Goodmiral. The only Goodmiral that exists. Her name is Admiral <laughs> Katrina Cornwell. Is her name. Yeah. Oh, also, by the way, um, I was really excited to see uh, Hanalee Culpepper. <laughs> Except she's also a doctor. Uh, who, Dr. Culpepper? No, the Admiral was apparently a oh, psychologist. Oh, she was indeed a psychiatrist, yes. Psychologist, yeah. psychiatrist, I don't know which one she did. Yeah. 
so I read this this like interview with her, and uh, I learned from her interview the answer to another question that I've had for a while, and that mm-hmm. is, do the directors design the CGI? The answer is, take a guess. No. The answer is yes. They do design the CGI. So they design it, they write it down, and they give it to the CGI guys, and the CGI guys do what they can, and mm-hmm. things that they can't, they don't do. Okay. Um, she said there's very little from this episode that didn't make it into the uh, didn't make it into the um, didn't make it into the final cut. Oh, okay. So yes, they do indeed. They do indeed design it, which is awesome because that means that all of those like incredible scenes where we're coming from the outside to the inside, etc. It makes sense, right? Because if you're filming, if you're going to do a scene coming in the window, you want to know where you're coming from, right? Sure. Yes. Yes. Um, and I wonder again how do they decide where things are on this ship? Because I haven't seen an MSD for this ship. Of course, there wouldn't be like Elkar style MSDs, but I haven't seen um, really like a, a blueprint of this ship yet. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to know where things are. It, it, there is a very quick freeze frame. I'm sorry, I'm just like dominating the non-conversation. This is like just becoming a monologue <laughs> of my own. There is a moment that we're walking through engineering. I don't know when it is. Couldn't sure. give you a timestamp. Just watch okay. the episode of Man again. Like you'll love it, it's cool. Um, where we can see uh, engineering highlighted on a little map. Okay. And engineering is a part of uh, spore operate. Spore drive operations is sort of like connected to engineering. Yep. Uh, so it's it's definitely back on the uh, on the obviously the engineering section. So. <laughs> what, what's on the engineering se- section? Engineering. Uh, oh. <laughs> and thus spore drive operations. I knew that. So this was an interesting recap because they recapped a bunch of stuff. Oh, I just remembered something I wanted to What is wonder. that? What is that you wanted to wonder? When, how does it, how do they act the breaking of the neck of another actor or another character? Yeah, scary, right? Like, I'd yeah. be terrified to act that. Like, what if you just accidentally do it for real? So I... Uh, so that actually leads me to wonder, is this style of breaking someone's neck really as easy as they make it look? Well, I'm sure we could get some analogs and what do they use on, on that show on Discovery about myths? And- you mean Mythbusters? Sure, get out your bingo cards. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can watch on Discovery+. Plus. Not Disney Plus, but Discovery Plus. Hey, I don't know if we want to. <laughs> you can't watch it on Paramount Plus. So frack those guys. Yeah. I'm just playing. Watch, watch, watch Discovery Plus because on Discovery Plus there's Paramount, and on Paramount Plus there's Discovery. So clearly. Um. So the um, the the vertebrae at the top of the neck, mm-hmm. which is the one that snaps when you're hung. Mm-hmm. Is supposedly the one that breaks if you spin someone's head around. Yeah. Um, I actually looked at the question mm-hmm. uh, just in Yahoo <laughs> because you know everybody loves Yahoo Answers because Yahoo Answers is the <laughs> no we're supposed to be using Google. No, but Yahoo Answers is the one where they'll be like, "How do I tell is I pregnant?" Like. <laughs> It's, it's just the funniest, like, question and answer site that I've ever seen in my life. Answer questions. Like, here's some questions you could answer. Is it rare? <laughs> How much should I pay someone to spat with me and help me train? Spat, it says. Spat. 
Revelation Spar is what rare? I, I don't know. I'll, I'll click on the I'll click on the question and see what the <laughs> is it rare? Uh, okay. Do most martial martial arts teach only to fight in self defense? Is getting attacked rare? I don't know if those two questions are related. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just usually type my question into Google in, in exactly the format of the question. And I find, and that's how I get like at the top, it'll even sometimes, many times it'll come up with just an answer with a brief paragraph of an explaining in the context of the answer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, so like Google, 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 uh, whatever questions, answers, whatever you can ask yeah. Jeeves, you can ask anybody but Yahoo answers because Yahoo answers is like, it's just hilarious. Like it's okay. it's hilarious. Okay, so there's a couple points that I had before the uh, credits. Yeah, let's let's talk the, about uh, it. The first thing I noticed was that they t mentioned interfacing space, and I couldn't. Haven't we encountered interfacing space before on on Enterprise? You might so, not know, but our well, our fans might be able to answer. So this for I us. I know my I may not know Star Trek Enterprise, but I know my Star Trek history. <laughs> of which Enterprise is a part. Sure. Some of this history that I know regarding this particular thing comes actually from you, Earl, so it's weird that you would not know. So the USS Defiant mm -hmm. uh, is the one that went uh, to the Mirror Universe, Yeah, well, and it yeah, made its I, way there through interfacing space. Yeah, so maybe so maybe the reference that I am thinking of for interfacing space was just mentioned how on how the Defiant got there to the Mirror Universe. Yeah, because we, we were trying to figure out how to get back, right? So yeah. we were like, well, the Defiant got here through this way, but there's no getting into the information about it. Everything's redacted. It, yeah. Like, even where interface space is. That's one of the things that uh, Burnham mentions when talking to Lorca, that, that even the location. Well, yeah, I guess what I was getting at is I think that we as fans would potentially already know. And it's one of those kind of how they do it kind of things. Like, instead of a whodunit, you already know who done it. You want to know how they figure out how they did it. Sure. So we are, I, I, I just couldn't recall the mirror episode of Enterprise. So originally the, uh, so what happened was in uh, the, yeah, I was going to say the next generation, but it's actually the mm -hmm. next generation after Enterprise, which is <laughs> the original series, right? Yeah. So in the original, in, in Enterprise, the next generation, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Tholians captured the Defiant in their web, and that sent it apparently into interfacing space. Yes, in that yes, but it sent it to the timeline of or to the time frame of Enterprise. Yes. Spoilers for friends that are across the my serial network from my serial. <laughs> your serial network? Yeah, my your, serial. Is your serial network um, uh, Kellogg's or? Uh, Quaker. Um, you can it, say neither of them if you want. It's uh, General Mills. Okay, fair enough. No, uh, it's it's neither. I don't generally drink eat, eat cereal. Can you yeah. drink cereal? You can drink cereal. I love drinking cereal. You just have to use a lot of milk. A lot of milk and yes, a blender. And, and you no, just let it sit for a long time. Uh, it's only if you like soggy cereal. And I my friends, like... that's Jack Dorino. Jack Dorino likes soggy cereal. <laughs> I think I'm the only one on the planet who likes soggy cereal. I will let my honey bunches of oats, which is a very light cereal anyway, like sit for like five to seven minutes before I eat it. <laughs> Always done this. I don't like flakes, but in my research, I've discovered that... If you don't like flakes, they, homie, then why are you doing a show with me? 
Zing. Yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Zing on yourself. I'm. I know. I know. Those are my best ones. I uh, prefer the uh, Odie one that uh, makes everybody all cheerful because apparently it's also made out of cherries and they're O-shaped. Oh, Cheerios. <laughs> Hello. Oh, you know, I just I just put that together just now. It's like a good morning. It's like a British good morning. Cheerios. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, never, I never caught that before. Cheerios. I, I never thought about oh, it that's, that way. That's kind of dope. But, I wonder um, if they came from... See, now I'm going to have to return to uh, Wikipedia. I'm going to have to look up Cheerios. <laughs> but they, they're the only one of all the research I've done that has uh, the less than two grams of sugar they only have one gram of sugar and other ones that purport to be low low in sugar don't they're they're not as low as one gram yeah or lower so if i get cereal and it has to be cheerios brand cheerios because i don't like the cardboard flavor of fogos cheery foes that is (laughs) foe is a word that means fake and I was uh, trying to folios. Folios. Yeah, yeah, because they tend to be like they tend to be stiffer, for one. They taste like cardboard. Okay. They call Saru on a medical emergency to the sick bay, and they're talking about uh, Voke, and it's like, well, wait a minute, why is he called the sick bay on a medical emergency? I mean, other than he wants to be kept up to date on what's going on with... with so this is a good oh. question, and I, I'm not sure. But yes, he did ask to be, uh, he did ask to be um, kept up to date, but there's also a security concern, right? Oh, okay. Because he's got discovery information in his head, he's got Klingon information in his head, uh-huh. and we don't know... What, well, actually, we don't... We, he doesn't know that yet when they call him down there. He doesn't... They don't realize what has been done. Uh... You know, I don't know why they called him all the way down there. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe he asked for that. I, I just thought it was odd. Well, because they don't usually call a medical emergency and call call the non-medical officer to sick bay on a medical emergency. They usually well, did, call. Okay, so so let's look for precedent. So did we call Picard to sick bay when Worf was when Worf's spine was injured? After the initial emergency was taking place, yes, they have stabilized. Not during the emergency, he would just get in the way. Yeah, and Saru did kind of get in the way, to tell you the truth. Like, he was like, he, what did he, he was like, blast him again, now, do it now. And it's like, you're not a fracking yep. doctor, dude. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. There's a conversation between, like, Tilly and uh, Saru. They're talking about what's going on with Stamets, and then they, sort yeah. of, they kind of, like, zone out because they're, like, kind of freaked out about what's happened with Stamets. And one of them says, not much good came from the Defiant Team. Uh, Saru says it. Okay, cool. Because he was the one who received it, and Tilly hasn't received that information yet. Gotcha. And Tilly says, if the captain and Burnham cannot unearth the coordinates that tell us where the Defiant crossed over, our spore drive remains our only way home. Which gives her motivation to help Stamets out of the... I mean... Cube. I'm, I'm sure she had motivation already. Um, yeah. This is this is actually right around the time that they're... Uh, Additional motivation. Yeah. This is around the time when they're uh, interrupted by Commander Saru medical emergency. I don't know why... Yeah. Why they call him. Yeah. <laughs> but that Some... is a very good question. Mm-hmm. But I do understand, like... I, I, I'm confused, like, what is the point... What was Lorca's point in coming here if their goal 
was to use the defiant data to get back. He didn't want to just strand the discovery there. He just wanted to get home and maybe steal Michael Webb with him. Since nobody cares about Michael in that universe, she's a criminal. They, they would go on fine without her. But he didn't want to strand perfectly innocent, perfect people in, in his universe, which he's trying, which he knows is a terrible place to be. And he's trying to rise up against and fight for equality and freedom. Yeah, I mean, he's not a total bad guy, or else he wouldn't be rising up for equality. He understands the inherent goodness of people even in his own universe. Yeah, I think that he's not really a bad guy. I think he's, like, misled. You know, like, mis yeah. misgestated. Like, he's like well, he would be a good person if it weren't for his environment. You know, and yeah, because he grew up in yeah. that environment, because, as, as I learned from Star Trek Voyager, the more you are around something, the more it becomes okay for you. And the more it becomes okay for you, the more it becomes a part of you. Like, what's the example in Voyager? I don't know. No, that's actually a Voyager quote. I don't particularly oh. know when that quote was. That, I mean, that make, makes I, me think of, um, what's his face? The first um, Section 31 guy that we meet. Sloan. Uh-huh. You know, he's... He, He's brought up in Section 31 or been in Section 31 so long that it, he becomes okay with the things that, you know, that they have to do to accomplish their goals. That everybody in the actual regular Starfleet and regular Federation would find detestable and deplorable. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is It true. seems like something that he would have said when, uh, you know, if Bashir were to c confront him on it. Yeah, I... And I, and I could be wrong. Like, it strikes me as being from Voyager. I think she's either talking to Captain Janeway, that is, is either speaking to Seven or to Kess. Hmm. Well, I'm yeah, those sure are the two one. characters that she usually kind of is trying to raise, and that she usually gives those kind of morality speeches too, so that would make sense. Oh, speaking of Voyager, one, somebody said something interesting once about Janeway that uh, helped clarify a little bit why Janeway is quote, such a bad captain or a bad character. Okay, I'm curious. Well, Janeway was written to be a female captain, sure. but she was often written by men, uh, men Sure. And different men every episode. Yeah, yeah. And then when so, women tried to write her, they would write the female aspect of her, and that, so then you had character that was constantly flip flopping and changing on the way they're thinking and the way they behave and the morals that they claim to hold to. You know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So like it's 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 like they they have so much of their own nurture mm -hmm. that it's become their nature. And that's their natural writing is to write this sexist crap um, during or just women as men. Yeah, 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 yeah. writing a lead role, which which would actually be better, right? Because yeah. women as men would be better than we portrayed, for instance, Deanna Troy. Yeah. Who I had no, I swear to you, I had no idea that she was such a sexed up sex pot <laughs> yeah. at all. I had no idea. But yeah. looking at it now as a four-year-old, I find that, um, you know, she's, she's ridiculous. There's something uh, important that comes from here, and that is that it was that, uh, so Christian Beyer was in the writer's room this episode, right? Mm -hmm. And she looked around herself, and she was like, holy crap, this is a historic moment. Because during the breaking of the story, she found herself in a room with herself, obviously, 
Bo Yun Kim, Erica LeBolt, yeah. the the fabulous writers of the Mirror Universe, and I believe who are going to be the writers of Section Thirty One, because uh-huh. they also wrote uh, Terra Firma Part One and Two. Um, oh, okay. So Kristen Beyer, Bo Yun Kim, Erica LeBolt, and Lisa Randolph mm-hmm. were all of the writers in the room, and they were like, "Holy crap! Is this the first Star Trek all female writers room?" And okay. Kristen says that. She did believe it was the first time four women have sat around and decided what the future of Star Trek was with no men in the room. <laughs> she said it was a it was a very unique moment in history and a very unique moment for her, and she was very much aware of it. Mm-hmm. This is actually taken from uh, one of the like Blu-ray features in the Discovery Season 1 discs. Oh, okay. Just FYI. I, I wouldn't mind getting my hands on those so that yeah, I can watch too. them and be sure that I don't... Dude, there's like, there's apparently like missing scenes, like deleted scenes and junk. Like that extra scene that we had at the end of uh, season one where, um, uh, 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 rather, Leland uh, uh, inducts uh, Philippa into section 31. Like we had that one scene, right? That it was like kind of between, but there's apparently a a host of other scenes. Yeah. (laughs) We just like. Well, there's, um, I swear at one point I saw a post-credit scene or a mid-credit scene in at the end of one of these episodes, and I can't remember where I saw it. And I think we m- must have missed it when, it, if we ever eventually review season two and three. No, I think it's <laughs> I think it's the at the end of season one. I think oh, it, okay. the scene that I'm talking about actually comes after season like at the end at the end 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 of season one like it might be an after credit scene i don't recall we'll find out shortly yeah so going back to uh writing uh women as men the actual characters for the the original movie uh alien were written as gender neutral sure and they were all written you know as they could anybody could fill the role so they didn't really care they didn't have a goal to have strong men be strong and ooga booga i can do it without you i mean and and honestly it's weak women be weak and help i'm gonna scream every other scene sure (laughs) um it's it's actually my firm opinion that uh not that i want this supplantation to happen but like i think that janeway could have been played by a male and i think that very little would have changed there, there okay. may have been some differences between like the seven Janeway relationships. Sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> one would hope, but like, and, and, although maybe, maybe seven wouldn't have. Well, she might have. Oh, I mean, and there would have been an issue with like, how are we gonna do like, like Chicote and Seven would never have happened because the male <laughs> captain would have been like, "Fuck, are you doing? No, <laughs> fucking the export." <laughs> so that that's how that's how Ripley got to be such a strong female character uh, is the fact that they they wrote her as a, a gender neutral and they just happened to pick Shigorny Weaver for the role. Wouldn't have been interesting it had it if it had been Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm trying to remember which one she is. Uh, she is. Um, what is she? Oh, she's from Halloween. Oh, okay. So she played the original Mike Myers. She played Mike Myers before Mike Myers was actually... It turned out what? to be Mike Myers. No. Well, to my understanding... Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about it, that. Yeah. In the initial to... Halloween, it's actually Mike Myers' mom that is yeah. in the, the 
mask, the leather yeah. face, leather neck mask. She was 20 in Halloween, so I doubt she played a mother. It, it's my understanding. I've never seen the Halloween movies, but in the first movie, the character that was actually doing all the killing that was leather neck or leather face or whatever um, was the mother of the character that turned out to be Mike Myers and Mike Myers only played started being I don't know if Mike Myers is the actor the character's name Mike Myers only started being Halloween in the second one on homie I have some news for you by the way on the Halloween front okay in the year 2021 Mm-hmm. will be released a movie called Halloween Kills. Okay. It also features Laurie Strode from the original Halloween movie played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Additionally, okay. in the year 2022 uh-huh. will be the movie Halloween Ends. <laughs> so Halloween Kills uh, is currently in post-production um, and Halloween Ends is in mm-hmm. pre-production right now. Isn't that super interesting? Well, I doubt it'll end the series. Oh, I think that it will. Well, I mean, is that has any of the other series that supposedly came to an end ever ended? Well, didn't we do a cross-up between like uh, Halloween and uh, uh, there was Friday there was the a 13, Friday Jason versus Freddy? Yeah, there was a Jason versus oh, Freddy. No, that's but Jason Mike Myers. Yeah, Jason isn't uh, Halloween. Jason is uh, another series. I don't remember. Jason, oh, Jason, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. no. Um, Crystal Lake. Uh, no, Crystal Lake is Halloween. What, what, what the hell? Mike Myers is Mike Myers is Halloween. Yeah. Uh, Jason Voorhees is is Lark Voorhees' brother. Right, Lark Voorhees from Saved by the Bell. Right. <laughs> um, and Jason Voorhees, along with Lark Voorhees, his sister, uh, is in Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, it's Nightmare on Elm Street. That is. That's Freddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. Okay, it was a Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street crossover. Right. So all of the uh, all of the horror aficionados, please lambaste us because we got everything all screwed up and chopped up and guess what i'm into star trek this is a star trek podcast yeah i don't even watch slasher films oh i i can i i'm okay with them i, I don't I, go I, in I just, for them yeah you i mean know, i can do it some of the monster movies are okay so like a werewolf slasher film as long as it's not like too grotesque oh you mean like a giant tardigrade tearing apart <laughs> ellen's body like for real Okay, cool. Um, I so mean, you can watch target. that. So you can watch. You can watch. <laughs> you can watch this. You know, day one, uh, commander, first officer, like completely slice a bat left through Klingon. Ar- <laughs> Why is the Klingon armor so weak? Useless. This suddenly just occurred to me. Like, if why, if I were a Klingon, I would make sure that my own weapon can't pierce my own armor. <laughs> Wouldn't that seem to make sense? Well, I mean, sometimes you gotta sacrifice flexibility and usefulness for defense. You mean there's some uh, defense and Klingons? That sounds wrong. <laughs> oh, I forgot. These are not Klingons. These are <laughs> these are these are non-Kless Klingons. So I'm gonna call them half Ferengi. No offense to my Ferengi brothers. 
There are no slurs about you at my academy. I'm just saying, you know, the Kling, the, the the Ferengi I've met are are more like the ones from uh, from uh, you know that we met on the Stargazer. Getting back, some kind of on track here. Oh, was there a track? Okay, cool. <laughs> Short of back back at about eight minutes in when they first get into the mycelial network. Yeah, is this when we see other Paul, Black Paul? I'm gonna call him Black Peter. <laughs> Black Peter, why yeah. Peter? I don't know because I was thinking Black Paul, but that's the name of like. But Black Peter is Santa Claus in like um, I don't know several other countries. You're you're referring to Saint Peter, the uh, religious figure. Uh, sort of. So there's oh, there's okay. a guy called there's a guy called Black Peter, right? Mm-hmm. And and he's yeah he's from um, what do we call it? Is it called Holland? Are Dutch people from Holland? I don't I, know because they're not Hollandaise, right? <laughs> and there's no and, and Deutschland is actually um, Deutschland is actually Germany, yeah, so oh I God, think Germany. that Hollandaise people are from Dutchland. Is that yeah? I think that's right. So uh, Black Peter uh, began in Holland in like the 15th century, and the whole thing about him was that like when the Dutch kids were bad, he would like gather them all up like at you know on, on Christmas Eve and like take put them in a big old bag. Right, and guess what he did with them? He beat them and fed them coal. I don't. Well, he, I have he did no that. idea. He did that, but he also he took them to Spain. Like that's the horror. That's the worst thing they could come up with was that they were gonna take you to Spain. <laughs> that's kind of racist, but <laughs> you're reminding me of Krampus. Oh sure, yeah. I there, yeah. There's there are a few different versions of like evil, evil Santa Claus that that exist out there. Um. Well, I think it's better calling him Krampus rather than Black Santa or Black Peter, I guess. Well, you know, this is we're talking about Holland in the 15th century. Like Black yeah. Peter, Black Peter was actually supposed to be someone from Spain. So that's what they considered black <laughs> at the time because you know, Hollandaise people are not yellow as the name would 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 suggest, but they are in, uh, indeed uh, Spanish or what I mean, are they olive or is that more like the Italians? Uh, yeah, so the Italians, yeah, the Italians should be black at the time because they were taken over by the Moolies. Can I say Moolies? I don't know. Which ones are the Moolies? The black people from Africa who invaded Italy and took it over and is oh. the re- and are the reason that now Italian men have large schlong hoods. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You're going to... You're gonna... Perpetuate that, perpetuate that stereotype, huh? Oh no, it's just a fact. Oh, okay. That's that's why that is, and that's why they tend to be. That's why they tend to be swarthy. No, I'm just. I, I don't believe all that, but I do believe all that. But I don't believe all that. But I do believe all that. I do. And I don't. So my point was, um, is, is uh, Mirror Stamet says something wrong, something corrupted when uh. Our, our Stamets is, you know, looking at the flickering lights, and he's like, and I'm like, uh, like a dead guy tethered to you, trying to get back to you? You know, referring yeah. to the foreshadowing yeah. So, of... Yeah, so it took me a while to get there. Like, I, I, I totally get that. Yeah. I don't think that's what it was, though. You don't think that... Cause, no, I, mean, I think Stamets is using the mycelial network to power the Charon. Really? And that's what's corrupting it. Huh. Because so, he has no, he's not on the, uh, Black Stamets is not on the Discovery. He's assigned to the Charon. Yeah. 
we find out near the end. Yes. And speaking of which, where is the discovery from the mirror universe? Well, we already established that, or you and I already figured. Oh no, they already mentioned that they must have switched places. Oh wait, 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 wait! Because when we come back, they're all like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah. So where is the mirror discovery now? And what did they do? It. What did they do with that ship? And what did they do with all the people that were on it? So wait, when they got back oh. to the mirror universe in season two and three? Uh, no, I'm saying like, no, no, no. So I'm saying like, so if they switch places. Are we no. assuming they switched back at the same time? No, they couldn't have. Yeah, they did. We, no, because Starfleet would have, because Starfleet already went over and stopped them from yeah. whatever they were doing, which indicates to me that they would have taken control of the ship the same way they tried to take care of the control of Discovery when we came back, right? So it seems to me that Starfleet would have captured the ISS Discovery and its crew. So mm -hmm. then where are they now? That's a good question. Maybe they'll cover that in a later at a later date. Because... Burnham apparently fled across the universe with Lorca. Mm-hmm. So where is the other Burnham? Well, I mean, that kind of goes back to asking some questions about uh, uh, Terra Firma that I had. Oh, but... gosh. So we're on... Are we on... Se Welcome to season 1.3 of Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> Where we just discuss the entirety of this, you know, and I, I, I don't feel bad about it. You know, I'm just gonna let I'm gonna let you know. Here's the spoiler warning, and there you go. Now you get a double spoiler warning. Congratulations. So like, we're we're gonna be talking about everything from uh from season one episode one yep. to season three episode eleven. Eleven D three. Yeah. Because you know that's where that's where the collective of Earl and Jack have reached <laughs> in in the uh, in the thirty second century. Uh, well, maybe maybe tonight so, that'll change. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna spoiler 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 spoiler. Just gonna let everybody know this is a spoiler show. Yeah. Like that's a good Dewey is a good thing. What's a good thing? Dewey. She's like, oh, just look at his skin. It's so Dewey. I'm like. That's oh, if someone right. told me I looked Dewey, I'd be like, homie, what are you talking about? <laughs> Dewey? Like I've been laying out in the grass all night long, and like now that I've woken up, there's a bunch of dew all over me. That's not good, man. It's, that's like you, yeah. It's like you've broken out into a cold sweat, right? That's not good. Well, You're so dewy. I don't, I don't not think good. she. I, I don't think she meant it as a good thing. But no, but she says something to the effect of, uh, you know, he looks, he looks so much better. His, his skin is so dewy. Well, maybe that was an exception to the rule of him looking better. Oh, as opposed to looking, like, dead, right? Well, yeah, that could be better then, yeah. Well, the other thing I noticed when they went in the uh, mycelial discovery... I'm sorry, say it again, mycelial? No. The mycelial network. No, my mycelial? Uh-huh, mycelial. Disco discovery. We're calling it mycelial from now the, on. The MSS discovery. Oh. Oh, the mycelia, yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> Did you notice that there's a dedication plaque behind... Uh, USS Stamets. Shut up. Are you serious? You notice that too? Because I never noticed that until this watching for this show. That I was like, I was like, hey, wait a minute. And I, ha I just happened to pause because I was talking. And I was like, I paused it. And then I looked up and I was like, USS Stamets? What? Wait, what? Is that what it says? Yeah, the the placard on the the placard when they're inside Stamets's head says USS Stamets, <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, it says NCC 
1012. Which okay. is almost the number of the episode, right? Sure. One, one, two, right? So is that yeah. all intentional? <laughs> it's just kind of a, a um, what do they call it? Easter egg? Yeah, I mean, it totally says USS Stamets, and I want that plot. <laughs> I want to know what that ship looks like. It it looks just like it whatever Stamets can remember of 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 Discovery, because he because when they get there, he even says, "Hey, this is my ship." <laughs> and 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 Black Black Stamets is like, "No, this is the Mycelial Network's representation of of your ship." And no, it's not the Mycelial mycelial network's representation representation <laughs> of the ship it's stamets's representation of the ship because stamets yeah. believes he is the ship that that ship cannot operate without him that's why it's the uss stamets because that's what he believes it to be is the well USS not only stamets. that but they they are technically in his head they're are they no yeah are they yeah so are you saying that they're both in his, black stamets and stamets are in his head um some sort of amalgamation of them well no well Sort of. It's a little wishy-washy, but it's a little wibbly wobbly. Wibbly wobbly. Leave your bingo card away. <laughs> we Put didn't back. say timey wimey. Ah, now you gotta put your bingo card out. <laughs> Here we go. Mark that puppy up. I tell you what. So, so, uh, just, I, I'm sorry. I looked up for a moment, and there was something playing on my television called Star Trek Discovery, and it was a, it's an outdoor scene, you know, because out of doors is out of, out of planet scene. And uh, I got to give a hand to all the directors of all these episodes because these CGI scenes have been exactly what I've wanted. Like, okay. exactly what I wanted. Like, not only, okay, so, like, let's let's pop over to another show real quick. The first, like, 30 seconds of Star Trek, in, of uh, Star Trek Picard is exactly what I wanted. I didn't even know that I wanted it. I didn't even know that I needed it, but I wanted it. I needed it. It is perfect. Okay. And, like, guess who that was? Guess who directed that episode? Frakes? Hannah Lee Culpepper, the same one oh. who does this episode, Vaulting Ambition. And guess what? They asked her, Discovery asked her, like, she usually discovered the director's got to be like, oh, I'm putting my name on the director's list. You can pick me, you know, if you feel like it. And of course they're like, oh yeah, Frakesy, Frakesy, Frakesy. But like they, that didn't even happen with her. She didn't even ask. They came to her and they were like, hey, uh, you did this thing. Uh, so like, can you do uh an episode uh of our show? And then after she did an episode of their show, she was like, oh, you know what? You're gonna do the first episode of Star Trek Picard. Won't that be dope? And she was like, yup, 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 sure will, because I'm doing it. And she did it. Hannah Lee's my Hannah Lee's my queen. Okay. She's, she's my ruler. She's my Eoponius, Centaurus, Regina Andor, all that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm it says it. the USS Stamets, huh? Yeah, it says the USS Stamets on the plaque behind him. Uh -huh. I never noticed that. Of course, yes. I never, I mean, I'm watching on, like, what? A 50-inch so, screen? So who has that plaque? I want to know who has that plaque, because that plaque had to go on for that one episode and then come down. So that plaque exists somewhere. <laughs> Somebody has that plaque. I want that plaque. You know how much that plaque is going to cost in like five years? Um, millions when of Star dollars? Trek Discovery is on their eighth season. Do you think that we're ever going to see a season eight of one of, of these shows? Any Star Trek? You think Discovery could do it? Because I, I don't think know. Discovery I've... could do it. I'm going to uh, hold my actions. Okay. Granted, when we got to season four of Star Trek uh, The Next Generation is when I was able to look back and be like, oh yeah, the rest of this stuff was crap. 
But like right now, I'm in like that sweet spot, like that heyday, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. season one was awesome, season two was awesome, season three was awesome. I have no like overall complaints, no overall complaints, and no okay. like specific complaints about like, oh, this was a dumb episode. Like, there's no naked now, <laughs> right? There's no um, what is what is the one? Remind the me which one, one was naked now. The naked now was you know. It, it never happened. Tasha says it never oh. happened, so we'd never happen. Let's not talk about it. Tasha said. <laughs> Tasha said. They so. reference, but Data admits he comes to it. It's uh, it's he does. He actually has to mention it at one point. There's a what's the second episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation? Um, uh, Encounter at Farpoint Part no, Two. That's shut the front door. <laughs> <Fired>. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm looking for a new co-host. If, uh, if you want to apply, please feel free. <laughs> Record your laughter here and uh, your yeah. same laugh here yeah, and yeah. let us know. And it's For just, sure. That'll be your... Code of Honor. Mm-hmm. It's actually the, I guess, the third episode. Yep. If we're counting Encounter for our far point as much. <laughs> so, like, these these people, Catherine Powers and Michael Barron, I hope they never wrote again in their lives. Because that Code of Honor, I'm so offended. I'm so offended. The whole the whole episode is about the black the black uh, king wanting to make it with the white blonde Queen. security officer yeah. from the Starship Enterprise. Yeah, and like she's so much hotter than yeah, any yeah. other black people. Yeah, in her, and in all of the all of all the black women on this planet, none of them are good enough. And he wanted the <laughs> lieutenant junior grade chief security officer from Was the Starship Enterprise. Grade? I don't know. I just I just said that to make her smaller than she oh, is. Okay. She's probably a full lieutenant. I'm sure. I do believe that Data was an LTJG, though, if I'm not mistaken, at the time. I think he was always a lieutenant commander. He was not. Absolutely not. No. Because okay. he was, remember, he was only a helm officer at first. He wasn't even, like, chief science at the beginning. He was just helm. Or, rather, operations. Wait, no. Hold on. Yes, he was always operations because Jordy was helm. Yeah. Jordy. Now, Jordy got some promotions along the way, for sure. Okay. Uh, and, and, and by the way, there's something, speaking of engineers, I've realized here looking back on Discovery from my perspective of, you know, the third season, um, I watched uh, some samplings of the second season last night, and sure. I it came to my realization from conversations between Jet Reno and uh, White Stamets, I guess, <laughs> that um, we haven't met the chief engineer of Discovery yet, because I thought it was, I thought it was Reno. But then Reno mentions, and when she's coming into the spore operations place to, to help out with the spore drive, to help out get the power back up when they lose they lose the universal translator, right? Mm-hmm. She mentions that the chief engineer sent her to help out in spore drive operations. So we haven't, it's neither her nor Stamets because she's talking to Stamets and the chief engineer is, yeah, it's neither one of them. So she, we don't could know. Could she be talking about herself in the third person? She seems like the kind of person that does that. Yeah, but he would have called her out on it. No, they were in an yeah, emergency. They, he's not no, 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 her. no, dude. They had a, they had a whole they had a whole like banter back and forth. This is the time when he's he, she's like, yeah, I can fix that joke with some duct tape too, and he's like, oh, something about he says something about knuckle draggers, and she's like, oh, duct tape, bitch. <laughs> yeah, this is the one. This is the same scene where she asks Tilly for some gum. So like, totally like, oh, yeah, gum and they, duct tape. Yeah, they have time. So like. It's it's definitely not um, not a not a not a crunch time moment, and he definitely would have called her out and been like, uh, yeah. So listen, uh, 
you are the chief engineer, and if you keep talking about yourself like that, I'm gonna have to report you to sick bay and ask them well, to take care she, of you. She was the one who was rescued from the other ship. The USS Hiawatha. Hiawatha? Yeah. There were Starfleet officers raining from the sky. Yeah. She never was on yeah. camera, but yeah, officially we, yeah. inducted on t- into the Discovery crew. Yeah, we never saw her officially attached to the Discovery. That is 100% true. Um, I guess that's because she occasionally has to go and do her stand-up routine around the Federation. So sometimes if she's like on Riza doing her show, like she can't really be on Discovery, you know, thousand years in the future, you know, because she's busy doing like, you know, trying to get make money to like, you know, pay for her house and stuff. Uh-huh. Well, you'd figure that uh, Discovery would help her do that, but maybe not enough. I, I think Discovery is the help. I, I'm sure that <laughs> because if, if Discovery were not the help, she would be here every episode. Discovery's the help. Yeah, so this is apparently They're just her, the help. This is, this is apparently her, like, second or third job. Is it me, or did the pan of the um, Emperor's ship... I just blanked on the name of it really quickly. The Charon. Yeah, the, the, the digital pan of the Charon model break down a little bit as if the they were panning over it just a little too fast for the uh, data to keep, keep up. You mentioned this to me um, earlier during a conversation that we had off camera. I believe you gave me a timestamp. So the point I'm talking about is eight minutes and 40 seconds. They're doing a big major pan right on up the whole ship and they're panning up to uh, basically the top of the ship, which I suppose is the Emperor's Palace portion, or the the bridge, if you want to call it that. Do they call it the bridge? Or Anyway. I do believe that I think I saw what you were talking about. Like, um, the windows, like, get all choppy. Yeah, so there's another part during the run of Star Trek Discovery uh-huh. where this happens as well, and this is when Philippa George... Yeah, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. When Philippa Giorgio stabs Michael Burnham mm-hmm. with her sword, yeah, the part where the sword is touching the body like moves around. Oh, does it? <laughs> like digitally, yeah. Like it doesn't stay in the same place. <laughs> okay. um, because obviously, I guess for some reason, um, Sonequa Martin-Green wouldn't allow herself to be actually stabbed by a big-ass fucking sword. So they had to like digitally put it in there. Sure. But you, you would figure they could make up, put the makeup on there and then have the not the, the handle sticking out or whatever. Yeah, not what they did, though. They digitally inserted the whole knife insertion into the scene. So you've seen other things where the digital model seems to, or the digital effect seems to kind of... Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, hope, I'm gonna whoops! I'm gonna hopefully the fans won't notice that. I'm sorry. <laughs> the fans notice everything. Somebody will pick up on that. <laughs> you better make sure that it's damn well perfect. Huh? So I felt like I saw it the first time, and then I didn't see it the second time through. Oh. I'm just gonna watch it again really quickly. Um, I'm starting at uh, just for for the listeners. I'm starting at eight minutes and thirty one seconds in, and the CGI starts. Oh, oh, that's interesting. So there. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it could be an artifact of your television. Cause I, I I believe I saw it the first two times, but I may have been psyching myself into it. <laughs> okay. And then I was thinking, I do remember that there are a few times when like where that that the things on screen interact with the camera. You know, like in like when we're in uh, terra firma, terra firma, the 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 evil DRDs yeah. fly by the fly by the camera and. The camera shakes because they fly by them. 
Um, so I was thinking that maybe this was another one of those kinds of things where like maybe the camera just like jittered because it was in the presence of so much power. Yeah, I mean they they add, they like to add camera shakes because it makes the the scene look more real when you're doing digital stuff. There are camera shakes in uh, some of the Jurassic Park movies, and it's like, well, but steady cam. That's a mild, shaky cam and and quick cutting thing. I prefer a mild camera shake over shaky cam any day. Actually, the weird thing is, is that I was watching another show, an animated show, and every time the emergency vehicles zoom by camera really close, even in, in an animated show, they do a camera shake, and it's like, oh. okay, sure. These are trying to really, really uh, drill down on that. Damn it, it's real, damn it. <laughs> well. No, so, because that's what actually happened, because the camera was there recording real future history, and it just happened to these things happen, you know? Yeah, when you're sitting on a tripod and something goes by and it vibrates the... That's how it happens. So, um, actually, a lot of this episode uh, was filmed on, um, filmed using, uh, I don't want to say steady cams. Um, they're like cam cameras on a dolly, mm -hmm. um, which is, so it's like a digital, it's a digital way of like... Um, doing things like the Stamets scenes, right? Where you have like two Stamets in a scene. So you have the camera do its thing twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's gotta do it in exactly the same way. So a lot of this episode was filmed using using Steadicam type stuff. I forget what it's called. It's not called Steadicam. I do know that for sure. So I also uh, noticed something uh, a couple minutes later. I couldn't remember the end of the episode when I, at about uh, 10.45. I wasn't sure where the mirror universe or Stamets was, but obviously we figured that out by the end of the episode. When Giorgio goes through the Guardian of Forever, okay. it goes back in time to her own you, timeline. You, you are, there's, I don't know what you're doing, but we are all hearing all of it. Sorry. Come on back. I'm here. Okay. So anyway, when she goes back in time to her own timeline, but in the past, slightly in the past, Stamets dies on the stage when they're doing the play of the presenting the USS or the ISS Karen. Yes. Does that mean that that Stamets in that timeline never made it to get right. stuck in the spore or the mycelial right. network? Right. Super interesting, right? So they created yeah. another timeline within the mirror universe. Yeah. They by having her go back and change the events that happened there. Yeah. So now we have two mirror universes. Well, there's, yeah, there's a uh, Enterprise C timeline, and there's an Enterprise... Yeah, so I think that timeline collapsed. Well, yeah, sort of. Like, shortly yeah. thereafter, because it was kind of like, it kind of got sewn up, like, real quick. So then, maybe the same effect happened when the Mirror Universe Prime and the Mirror Universe Beta got split off from each other. Well, maybe one collapsed and the other one continued on. Yeah, so, um, I also, I, it's my understanding from... The Guardian of Forever's like cryptic words yeah. that there obviously are myriad universes, just like you know the New Fifty Two. And <laughs> um, in in the New Fifty Two, which they just created by having Giorgio go back before the time we saw her taken, right? Because mm -hmm. now, yep. because Terra Firma actually happens before the Mirror Universe stuff in season one. Mm -hmm. So all of the stuff that happened in Mirror Universe season one the mirror universe season one um like didn't happen in that same universe because there are many yeah. people who are dead by the time we get there right yeah so yeah new universe 
So I'm wondering if it's like maybe maybe that's going to be a part of the fabric of Section 31. Like maybe yeah, part maybe. of the fabric of the Section 31 series is that they're operating from one discrete universe and affecting other universes. Maybe that's what happened to the USS or the ISS Discovery. It got winked out of existence oh, because it never it. happened. Because Stamets never gotten them stuck. Did any of the experiment with some mycelial network? Oh shit! Oh my god! And therefore, they never were able to invent the ISS Discovery with the spore drive. And then Discovery never went to the Mirror Universe. And then Lorca never went to the Mirror to, to the Prime Universe. And that's how we erased discovery from history, was because the Guardian did. The Guardian didn't. Nobody had to lie. The Guardian did it. The Guardian removed. Ah, so interesting. <laughs> so interesting. The only thing that throws me into a into a tizzy about is so we we undid mirror universe stuff, right? Sure. So because the mirror universe stuff happened, we didn't have to. Well, no, because without if the mirror universe stuff didn't happen, then Georgiou wouldn't be a part of Section Thirty One. If Georgiou weren't a part of Section 31, then I don't know that the Red Angel stuff would have ever happened. Because she's the one that told Burnham that uh, Leland was responsible for her parents' death. Okay. And I don't know. I'm just trying. Like, so the only thing that I'm having trouble with now in, 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 in getting the history together and making it all one universe because the second Mirror Universe John happened, which, which makes the first universe John not need to happen <laughs> the only thing that I'm stuck with is Spock's Latoktorai like we we had to create and then solve Spock's Latoktorai and uh -huh. that was done by the Red Angel like the Red Angel came in there and Latoktorai him <laughs> and then came back and then when we came back the Talosians un him <laughs> so how did that happen Oh, they did the Telosians did it themselves. No, because he would have been. Lata oh, the Latoktorai would have never happened if not for the Red Angel. And the Red did the Red did the Red Angel happen because she went to the Mirror Universe? No, the Red Angel. It's I don't know. It's I'm there's there's this whole did I, there's this did I whole fix section. a thing, but then I broke a thing. I think that I think it's just like I think I don't think we're supposed to. I think they're trying to make sure that we that there's something that we can't fix ourselves, right? And they're gonna like <laughs> they're gonna fix it for us. They're gonna they're gonna fix it for us. And they're gonna fix some things with sec section thirty one is gonna be a stitch that saves okay. a stitch in time that saves nine. Those nine <laughs> being Star Trek the original series, Star Trek the Next Generation, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Voyager, Star Trek Enterprise, Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, and Star Trek Lower Decks. And uh, Star Trek, damn it, damn it. There's no ninth ep series. Fuck. Well, there will be. Oh, uh, that'll be section thirty-one. Stitch in time saves nine. Get no, out of wait, here, Star wait, Trek. Wait, wait, wait. It, it could be uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. The seven, new eight, uh, Nickelodeon Star Trek series. Oh, but they're not going to be section thirty-one. Is not going to be nine. Section thirty-one is going to be eleven at least because we have Star Trek Prodigy happening this year. We have mm -hmm. Star Trek Strange New Worlds happening next year. Does and, does does Star Trek the animated series count as a separate series? Oh, I forgot. Oh, so then that does make it nine. No, but it still doesn't become nine because of all the other series that are happening before it. Yeah, I, I count Star Trek the animated series. Oh, as a matter of fact, Star Trek Discovery is the show that canonized the animated series. <laughs> um, also, uh, Lower Decks canonized. Well, so I don't know that Lower Decks is canon. TBH, because Aww. there, like, there's been no other re there's been no reference outside of Lower Decks to Lower Decks. 
right? Um, and I have but to I want, tell you that the... But I want the, kitty people to be canon. Oh, they are, because they were They're featured not. in the animated series, which has been canonized by Discovery. So, Cations okay. are, in fact, a real species, because they're in okay. the animated series. And Triaxians are a real species, because they've which been canonized. Ones? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. No, right. Yeah, so they've been canonized by Discovery. Um, I forget exactly what canonized them, but part of it that w- would have canonized them is the, um, uh, the, the, the shit that Spock was doing out in the fucking desert. Right, like right. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, they 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 mentioned his pet um, uh, Ichaya. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how I pulled that one out, but I think it was like, <laughs> Ichaya. Um, it was a Sealat, right? S e h l a t. I don't know how to pronounce S e h l a t. I think they pronounced it Sealat. Okay, it's it's my firm belief that Star Trek the animated series has been canon. They've actually mentioned parts. They've they've mentioned some other things from the animated series. If the animated series is canon, and they show Tri, tri, trilaxians. Triaxians. Triaxians. They show a triaxian in lower decks. They also show a cation, possibly a bobtail cation. Then that canonizes lower decks. Wait, come again. Come, come again. If the animated series is canonized by um, other Star Trek. When they show by by showing things, oh, by mentioning the sea lot and and I was it Ayasha or Ayesha? Anyway, they they mentioned Spock's pet Ichaya. 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 So that canonizes the animated series. Wait, they mentioned his pet in what? You just said that they did. Well, they mentioned the shit that he was doing out in the uh, out in the the deserts or whatever. The, the yeah, the cliffs of gold. Go- I can't remember this name. Here's the, here's the edges of my. This is the edges of my Star Trek, of my Star Trek, um, of my uh, <laughs> my Star Trek uh, professor like knowledge. Um, the cl- cliffs of gold. Go- oh, oh gold? Is it gold? Gold or Golgotha? Golgotha. Oh. Um. Okay. So let's talk about let's but, talk about but let's anyway. talk about some things. So Star Trek the animated series, right? So we have, um, we have. See, because we can't just, it can't just be stuff that the animated series mentions from other series. It has to be other series mentioning yes. so stuff from since, the animated series specifically. So since you're saying that the animated series is canonized, since the, since the lower decks mention stuff from the animated series, or they show stuff from the animated series, that canonizes lower decks. No, no. No, it's, it has to be the other way as well. Something something that is canon has to mention the other source, and that way the other source becomes canon. Oh. So the city of Shikhar, which is uh, the desert survival place on Vulcan, right? Mm-hmm. It was a reference to Spock's Kazwan, right? Oh. And his Kazwan taking place in Shikhar is the only thing that canonizes that because in Star Trek Deep Space Nine in an episode called The Emissary Okay Hold on the, Hold on because now I'm getting confused I'm confusing myself because The Emissary is not an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine Yes it is No it is not It's the, the first episode Nope the emissary is an episode of Star Trek. No, they the are emissary. not. No, they are not. 
Deep yeah. Space Nine's Deep Space Nine's premiere episode is called Emissary. Not the okay. That's you're, correct. And the episode where Kalar. Okay. No, I'm not because it's not the same <laughs> thing. The episode where Kalar is introduced is called the Emissary. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's the reason they had to call it just Emissary because the Emissary was taken. Um, okay. So in the Emissary, mm-hmm. there's there are some choices of holodeck places for them to go. Okay. And there's an acutogram that says Shikar Desert Survival. Mm. So that indicates to me that in uh, in in Star Trek: The Next Generation season two, episode twenty, we canonized Star Trek: The Animated Series. Oh, okay. There was uh, the Kazwan also. It's I'm given to understand was mentioned in there's an episode of a show called Enterprise where there's a storm and everybody has to hide inside the nacelles right yes okay so in that episode there was the cut they mentioned lunaport which is the place where i i don't know i think it's a place where they lift off from by shirkar city and the kazwan is mentioned in the catwalk mm-hmm. yeah another thing so in star trek 6 the undiscovered country mm-hmm we discover that Kirk's middle name is um, Tiberius, which was first mentioned in the animated series episode BEM. Do they? Because there's also a lot of people that argue about what is Kirk's middle initial because of the appearance of a gravestone in uh, where no yeah. man has gone before. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. everybody always brings that up saying, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, that's. You know, you there there are some things that you just can't you have to take with a grain of salt because they were still developing the the lore of the entire show. Right. There are gonna be some things that are retconned out. You know, like any time that they mention use imperial me- measurements instead of metric, that's that's retconned out because they only use metric measurements in in Star Trek. Or, or in Starfleet and in, Star, you know, in, in, in the United Federation of Planets. Um, oh, you know what? Here's one important thing that I cannot, we cannot get around. What is the last name of the woman who's married to Spock, uh, to, to Sarek and has a child named Spock? Um, do, do we ever m- mention her It's name? the same, yes, it's the same name as Robin's last name. Hood? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Grayson Dick Grayson oh okay her name is given as Amanda Grayson in Star Trek V The Final Frontier but that's not the first time it was mentioned it was also mentioned during Star Trek the animated series oh. that her last name is Grayson during the same episode where we meet Ichaya and he goes on the desert thing and he doesn't come across the Red Angel by the way, in this episode, <laughs> he, I don't know how this happens that he doesn't come across the radio, nor does he like talk to uh, his uh, his stepsister at all. <laughs> to be fair, he doesn't talk to his older half brother at the same, at the time either. But whatever. <laughs> where do we, where do we want to call it? Do we do we want to go through the rest of my notes? 
Yeah, of course we do. Yeah, yeah, we can. Because there's several. It's it's just become like I think it's become just like a nebulous conversation. I wouldn't I wouldn't fight it when it becomes just like we go off on tangents because these tangents are important because tangents yeah, yeah, are what made fun. Star Trek give Star Trek the fabric that it has. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't know. Okay, so I don't know any other fandom, but like I know very little fandom where you could like talk and talk and talk and talk and not reach the end of the universe. You know what I'm like, at some point, you're gonna fall off the edge of that universe. But like you can go to Star Trek and like you can you can talk around. Well, there are places you can fall off. There, there, there's other fandoms that have thousands of years of history. So you mean like Christianity? No, I, that's not a fandom. Sure, it is. That's a religion. No, it's. I mean, Christianity <laughs> is the fandom of Jesus Christ. It's like so. Like the Jews wrote the original book, right? And like it was so good that they had to write a sequel. And in that sequel, there was like this leading, this main leading male character, right? That everybody was like in love with, men and women alike. Like men love, you know, women love him, men want to be him. You know what I'm saying? So like that was that was the that was the like the the Bible, the next generation, right? Literally like Bible, the next generation. And then like that was so good that these other people started making like fan fiction about <laughs> the whole thing. And that's where we get Islam, right? So it's like yeah, the first one was really good. But we really like the second one because the guy who's like at the front of it, like man, he's dope. Like everybody's in love be with careful. him. He's like be he's careful. like the Ash Tyler, right? He's like the Ash Tyler of of Bible the Next Generation. Hey, my uh, producer's showing me that we have to go to a station break. Oh, are we? Did we start talking about religion? Okay, time for a break. See you guys soon. You really want to talk about religion on a no. Star Trek podcast? Yeah. You, you, well. <laughs> If there are any Muslims in the audience, I don't think you want to call Islam a fan, a, a fan fiction compared to Christianity. Oh, I mean, clearly, clearly the whole thing was I was just kidding, right? Like, well, I understand, but there are people <laughs> these days that seem to be not able to oh, take. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, like to each their own, and like yeah. I don't want to undermine anyone's religion for what yeah. it is, yeah. but like you know. I mean, this is one of this is one of the functions of me being able to laugh at myself. So I can step aside and I can say, "What am I doing? What am I really doing? Am I really like? <laughs> yeah. Am I really following the teachings of somebody who existed, or am I following an idea and an ideal?" And yeah. it and really, when he when he, to, the long and short of it is, it doesn't matter because it only matters here, right now, in this life. And for oh. this life, I'm gonna follow the guy who said, "Follow me." He knows how to get to Earth. He knows where it is, and he's gonna take <laughs> us there. Like that's the guy I'm following. I get it. That's how I get it. But like okay. some people may have to be brought to God by God in other means, you know. And yeah. one of those means might be Islam. One of those means yeah. might be Judaism, you know. Now, to to be honest, uh -huh. as an outside of our American propaganda, um, to my understanding, Ishmael was the first son of Abraham. Or was it Isaiah? And Ishmael is the founder of the of of the Islamic religion. And Ishmael, they just because they call they they use a different word to describe the being that is the deity, the god that we call capital G God. It's the same god. Christians deny it that it's the same it god, but yeah, it, it is like yes. historically, biblically, it's the same I mean, guy. By description, it's the same guy. Like if you describe the guy to me, 
Like, you give me his age, you give me his fucking skin complexion, you give me his hair, you give me his eye color, you give me his foot size, his shoe size, you give me what he's wearing, <laughs> and if it's the same fucking description, it's the same fucking guy. Like, and if it's not the same guy, I'm going to take that guy as the same suspect because, like, it's, this is not even racial profiling. This is like, and, you and described that plenty. guy. That's the guy yeah. you described. So, like, clearly. Yeah, So and there's plenty of times when the Judeo-Christian Islamic God tells people to smite people that don't believe the same thing as you do. Yeah, man, he tells the is... Jews to do that. He tells the, the you know, Christians to do that. Yeah. I mean, uh, supposedly, according to the Crusades, that's what they're doing. Because, man, like, see, here's the deal. Like, back in the 60s, in the 70s, like, it was cool to be with, like, original series Trek, right? Like, that was the place to be. But, man, yeah. if you're still stuck on original series Trek and it's 1990, you got a problem. You gotta move on with the ages. It's Star Trek <laughs> Next Generation now, you know? We're on, like, the we're on the New Testament of Star Trek, right? And then, like, now that we've moved into the, to the early 2000s, right? Like, yeah. if you're still stuck on the Next Generation and Voyager and all the diaspora of the Next Generation, like, you're in the wrong yeah. place. You need to be up here in Discovery and Picard. This is the Islam of Star Trek. Well, and so basically, this is this this is the Quran. See, the Quran's so short, just like a season of Star Trek Discovery. I think I've gone too far. Well, that's why we went to Station Burp. Right oh, now, we may have, we may not have. <laughs> uh -oh. I'll decide when I listen to it again. I don't want to be, I don't want to be in on this conversation. Well, the, the part that you're in on, see, the good, what's good for you <laughs> is you're the guy who were like, hey, 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 hold up, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you sure you want to do this? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm stupid. Let's keep doing this. Like, we don't need listeners. It's cool, man. Let's talk about whatever we want to talk about. You know, like, I'm not going to, I'm going to cut me saying negative shit about my mom from the first episode, but I'm going to keep, go, go ahead and talk about people's religion. Let's, let's change the subject. You, you are starting to get loopy and miraculously. Oh, it is 12.01. Like, Shut up, yeah, Earl. Like, I swear to God, it's like the pumpkin. So between, between me and you, listener, Earl says that I can't record a show. Well, or he says, he says that I can't. But it's definitely been brought to my attention that after the after midnight, it, when I get fed or get some water or whatever, the things that's not supposed to happen after midnight, um, <laughs> that I start turning into like I don't know. I'm not Malgoy anymore. I'm not a little, like, fuzzy little cuddly thing. I'm more like a big lizardy like Gorn. I'm like a little tiny Gorn baby, intent on wreaking havoc. Like I'm a little tiny Gorn baby that's been hired by uh, Quark and Rom to like steal from people with horns on their faces. But please tell your story. I have a friend whose uncle, my friend's name is, um, should I get what? my friend's That's, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You um, can probably give a first name and it would be fine, but like, eh, you know, not necessary. You know, give him a first name. Nah, it's all right. Let's call him Black Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Peter was a Jew, and he was probably more dark-complexioned than uh, you, yeah, somebody that is on this podcast. There is nothing wrong with being a Jew. Um, Jesus was a Jew. Yes, he was. And he probably played uh, dreidel. To be clear, celebrated Hanukkah. I have Hanukkah. the complexion of a Klingon. Just, just so we're clear. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hold on. A next generation, a, a, a New Testament Klingon, not one of the not one of the Quran Klingons, <laughs> because those guys are gnarly, and not one of the Old Testament Klingons because they're not really quite Klingon yet. They're kind of like humans disguised as humans or Klingons disguised as. I'm one of the New Testament Klingons. 
So if TOS is the Old Testament, yeah. then what is Enterprise? Oh, Enterprise? That's the, um, that's the, uh, what do you call it? It's the first five books of the Bible? Maybe. The t- Torah? The Torah, yes. <laughs> Enterprise. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Enterprise is the Torah. And uh, TOS is the, the, the Old Testament. The next but, generation but, and all of its diaspora. Because they have all those books, right? The New Testament but has the all new- these books. Some of those books are Deep Space Nine. Some of those books are like... Deep Space Nine is like Revelations, right? And then like... Wait, Deep Space Nine is Revelations. Holy shit! Deep Space Nine is Revelations. Right, and then Voyager is like the connective tissue between the next generation and and Revelations, right? So it's kind of like, <laughs> what is it like? Um, what is it like? Uh, it's like John to, um, we'll say, I don't know, Corinthians. I don't know. So anyway, yes, please. There's an uncle who studies the Quran as a part of his job, but also is because what he's working on right now is trying to develop relationships with Muslims he he's practicing what's called friendship evangelism which is become friends with them before you just try to bash them over the head with the Bible and win their souls the way they used to do it so he studies the Quran and he talks about how there are references in the Quran to things in the Bible and the Quran is basically a whole list of all these sayings or these lists of like things that that reference other things and he, he talks ta- tells his friend well don't you want to know the rest of those stories because yeah. Jesus is mentioned in the Bible and yeah. Peter and the the apostles are mentioned are in the Quran in the Quran yeah yeah totally and all these other things are mentioned in the Quran and they still show the 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 God is love God is you know all this but they there's is still a sort of Old Testament judgmental, wrathful God too. I think God is allowed to have mood swings, you know. Yeah, sure. Like if yeah. God's allowed to create like billions of planets and like <laughs> you know, like we ask a lot out of Him. It's probably a lot. It's probably pretty taxing on His like mental health. So yeah. like, yeah. if he if he has some angry days, I'm cool with that. Like it's yeah. cool. like if I had to create an entire universe, or <laughs> God forbid, so to speak, a multiverse. Then uh-huh. I would certainly, I might get a little edgy sometimes, you know, and I might, I, you know what, maybe sometimes he was talking to us and he thought he was talking to the mirror universe us. <laughs> but like, that's how he came off all stern and mean. And he was like, oh crap, wait, oh shit, hold on. Oh my God. Wait, what's this God say? Oh my God. <laughs> so wait, maybe that is prior to the split of the prime timeline and mirror universe. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, what have you done, Earl Grey? Wait, wait, ooh, what if, what if the big thing that never happened, that happened in the Prime Universe, that never happened in the Mirror Universe, is caught? I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow. You Earl Grey made a thing and then put it together and then put it back together and he made a big old fucking crab cake out of it <laughs> and it's fucking beautiful. It's big. Big, big ass fucking chunks of like <laughs> double lump crab meat. It's like hardly any breading, man. It's hardly any breading. It's a little bit of breading, you know, because it's on this no, show. No, but no like potato. for the most part, it's jumbo lump crab meat <laughs> and like some butter. I mean, that's the kind of cake. That's the kind of crab cake we just made out of like history, the universe, the multiverse, and Star Trek all together. <laughs> Earl Grey just put it all together. One beautiful, beautifully browned, sexy crab cake. 
of Jesus is the breading. <laughs> so without the breading, it's just jumbo lump, man. And if it's just jumbo lump, you know people are fighting for it. Okay. So, um... That, that's the mirror universe. Did you know... Oh, okay. They're, they're fighting over each other for their positions. Did you know that actually Uhura mentions, not by name, but she refers to Jesus in an episode of a non-mirror episode of, of the original series? That has now become... Because I've always been annoyed that there's no Christmas episode, right? Yeah. Like, there's definitely a Halloween episode. There's even okay. an Easter episode because it's a big fucking bunny that hops through, right? So that's the Easter episode, right? <laughs> and then there's the ha- the haunting of Deck Twelve in Voyager. That's your that's your Halloween episode, right? Okay. But there's no there's no fracking. There's even a new, there's even there's even a New Year's episode which doubles as a New Millennium episode because it's called I don't know what it's called, man. But it's it's fucking it's on Voyager. I don't I don't remember what it's called. Oh, okay. Millennium. Speaking of which, Millennium is a great opening to season eight of g Space nine it's a it's a novel series of three books okay so we she she refers to him as as uh the son of man son of none yeah no right well he is kind of the son of none because like okay okay mary check this out mary all right so here's <clears throat> so okay so you you be you you be joseph i'll be mary hey joseph um listen uh I want you to know I love you very much. Uh, first of all, that's that's the most important thing, and um, and and there's uh, something. Ha- uh, I know I'm pretty young, but uh, something happened, and um, it was this uh, it was this angel, right, right. So like this angel. What are you crazy? What are you talking about? Angel came down and like like totally like entered my body. You know, like you saw it on Star Trek, like Deanna Troy, like went into Deanna Troy. <laughs> what right? is Star Trek? Angel I don't know what you're down, talking about. And then like, and then like, like, uh, I think I'm pregnant by an angel. No, 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 Joseph, wait, wait, Joseph, wait, 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 no, 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 no. I didn't do anything with anybody. No, 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 I swear, I'm a virgin, I'm a virgin, I'm a virgin. I swear, I swear, check, check, check. So like, totally like, no, like, no, it was an angel. No, it was an angel. No, it was an angel. Joseph, Joseph, calm down, calm down, calm down. Put that gun away. What are you doing with that gun? Out for what you need that gun. You, Joseph? Joseph, let's get on a donkey and let's just get out of town. Like no one ever has to know. It was an angel though. It was an angel. We we'll tell other people there was. An angel. Okay, okay, listen. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. But that'll be the story that we tell everybody that it was an angel, and that way, like everybody will think that we're like we're awesome and stuff, right? So we're gonna, we're gonna go somewhere new, and we're gonna tell them that it was an angel, like while we were on the way, and like it'll speak and be cool. No, no, it's cool. It's not your. No, which. Oh yeah, I guess we would have to tell them it's not your. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's gonna. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it obviously it came out with blonde hair and blue eyes, right? Just like <laughs> all the English churches say. So clearly it couldn't have been Joseph's. They could have just lied and said it was Joseph's. <sighs> blonde is recessive, homie. And that's why the angels, that's why the angels all, oh, shut up. That's why the angels have blonde hair. Because they made Jesus with blonde hair. And they figure, well, if an angel did it with Mary, that that would be the only way they could get blonde hair out of it. Because she clearly was going to be like a little swarthy skin, dark Except hair. It wasn't and her an jeans angel, been, it was the it was the dove himself oh true enough true enough and doves are like white uh-oh doves are like white 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 not hey, all doves i mean pigeons are, pigeons are doves hashtag not all doves P- pigeons are doves yes morning morning doves are pigeons morning morning doves are, are they are, are pigeons. Yeah. definitely pigeons doves are pigeons. Um, pigeons are doves so if i get one of these pigeons it, wait are pigeons albino doves not necessarily albino but they may or may not have to do with their domestication son of none 
I'm sorry. I, just, I don't know. He just made me think of because he's the he's the one guy, right? He's like the albino Klingon. Although he's not the albino. I was sure that he was going to be the albino Klingon. I mean, the timeline doesn't work out right for him to be the albino Klingon. But like, he's clearly the albino, what Klingon, albino right? Klingon. You know, the albino Klingon that Cole Pagan's whole. I don't think he was a Klingon. Oh, it's just the albino. Kind of- yeah, it was just the albino. His species looks similar to Klingon. Maybe they used a mild Klingon forehead on him, but I don't think he's an actual uh, a Klingon. Oh, because we did see the albino in D- 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 Space Nine, didn't we? That's yeah, weird. there's pictures of him. Huh. Because I was thinking maybe he was a Mugato for a second. A Mugato? Yeah, I don't you think mean a Mugato? No, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the, he's the uh, plants of the Death Star? No, so the the Magato was was um, did we see a Magato in in Star Trek in in actual Star Trek? Um, they're like they're 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 white they're white monkeys with a horn on their head. Oh, that, that's in the original series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking it was animated, but yeah, they're in the original series because they were yeah. so imaginative with all of their uh, things that they created back. Then. I mean, of course, it was a man in a suit, but what's wild is that like um, the 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 creatures from the actual Old Testament, like as we move forward in Star Trek time, like the the aliens and the monsters become like more intricate and more involved and more like fierce and terrifying. But in the Bible, they become less and less terrifying. Like the original, like the angels and the Cephalim and the Nephilim and I'm sorry, Seraphim and Nephilim and all that. Those are yeah. fucking terrifying. Yeah. Oh, I know what Enterprise is. It's not the Torah. It's not. It's it? it's a pagan religion. Enterprise is the Book of Enoch. Well, okay, <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. That's the Book of Enoch. And you, you know, it. to some people, it's they still consider it extra canonical. So, um, is the Book of Enoch the one where Ezekiel saw the vision of the wheel? Uh, that would be Ezekiel. That's what I just said. Is that yeah. was that in the Book of Enoch? Um, or that was Ezekiel Ezekiel, references the book of Ezekiel references Enoch when he sees the wheels in wheels, but uh, Enoch is not the wheels in wheels. Shut the fuck up. He saw the Starship Discovery (laughs) because those are the two spinning wheels, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut the front door. Should we come back from commercial break? Oh, I think we've been back all this time, Holmes. Ah, shit, we're gonna get. This is going to be a bitch to edit. This is going to be a super bitch to edit. Because usually I'm like, usually I'm like, this is the, wait, how do I say it? I'm like, this is the, this is the unedited, um, vulgar version. To get the uh, edited and censored version, go to blah, blah, blah. This time I'm going to be like, this is the edited version. This is the unedited version. This is the religiously insensitive version. (laughs) This is the version that got me hung by... uh, a pack of niggers. <laughs> Not to quote Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. This is the episode where I. S- no. What? Nothing. I yeah. just. Yeah, my language is foul. I don't apologize. I do apologize. Do I apologize? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I mean any of any of it. We have gone way off the rails here. You no, know, we're, we're we're right on the track. We're right on the Star Trek. Can I tell you how much it fucking annoys me whenever people say Star Trek? I just want to punch them dead in the face. Like, it's well, not, how about there's no when, fucking A in there? I'm like, okay, there is an A in the star. 
Well, so there's only one A in the fucking Star Trek. Not only that, but I mean that uh, kind of probably how some people feel when they say Pokemon. Pokemon. I love Pokemon's. <laughs> it's not man. It is man's. Pokemon's because there's multiples of right. There's plural. It's Pokemon's. Well, fish is plural for fish. Oh, that's yeah. Unless you're talking about multiple species of fish, then it's fishes. But so it's Pokemon. Well, Singular to be fair, to be fair, all fish are mutants, correct? Because they're all born from a mother and a father with shared DNA. So actually, everybody and every fish are all species unto ourselves. So they are all fishes. No. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to straight up say no to that one. <laughs> Yeah, should we get back to the talking about the show, though? Oh, man, for for in Star Trek, all things were created, things in heaven and things on Earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones oh, or powers, that's what rulers I was or say. authorities, all things have been created through Star Trek and for you, Star Trek. You don't like it when people call it Star Trek. But it's just wrong. It's how about when people were... How about when people cross over, they get Star Trek confused with Star Wars? Oh, gosh. So... At my old job, back before the world changed, um, I had a supervisor and his deputy. They used to like, they used to rag on me all the time, and it took me like a few weeks to realize they were doing it on purpose. Mm. But like, they would like, they would just mix up Star Trek and Star Wars, and it used to, which oh my god, it would grind my gears. Yeah, so bad. They'd be like, oh yeah, so episode nine is coming out, and I'd be like, dude, get out, get out of my office. Episode nine of the or, Star Wars or, movies. Yeah, shut the fuck up. You know, and, and when when people like, assume oh, that because you're a Star Trek fan that you're a Star Wars fan. Oh, actually, or people have you, never assumed that with me. People have oh, always. Okay. I have had the occasional person get confused, and yeah. like, the, I had one guy who, who used to you know be staying with me when I back back before, after the world changed, and I had like a billion people living with me. Where like. <laughs> He was, he was so excited to come home and tell me, like, one day that he saw this car and it was all decked out in Star Wars and it had, like, RTC 3 o on the side or whatever, BB-12. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Yeah, that's that's dope. And he's like, yeah, I wish you had been there. And I'd be like, I'm glad I wasn't because, nigga, you'd been so disappointed because I would not have been excited. I'd have turned away and been like, you take that stuff somewhere else. Well, I mean, I, I am a fan of any, a, a lot of, well... You're a fan of Battlestar Galactica and Star Trek, it, so it's okay to be a fan of multiple types of fandoms. Yes, but both of those things happen in this galaxy. All right, mm, what? Nothing that happens in another galaxy will ever apply to me, because I can't even break the galactic barrier. <laughs> and besides, there's so much to explore in this galaxy, why am I going off to another galaxy to explore? Just so that you can uh, distance yourself from, you know, you can talk about the war in Vietnam and and it's certain no it's not the war in Vietnam what are you talking about this is a galaxy oh, away okay. so I can take Star Wars right and yeah. bring the bring the history that I experienced in that galaxy into this galaxy and market it as like a whole like movie series right or I can yeah. take like the Star Wars that I experienced in this, oh, shit now I just did it now the Star Trek that I experienced in this galaxy <laughs> and take it to it so do you think Star Trek is really big in the Star Wars galaxy did you hear that Yes, I heard that. <laughs> that. That was very big in the Star Trek galaxy. 
or maybe it was small. It was just like the rest of the universe. <laughs> Very gassy. <laughs> no, there's it, rest of the universe is mostly empty space. But it's also very gassy. Sure. Just that's not even my joke. It's that's Q's joke. Yeah. From um, Q and Spock and Q and Spock. Y- yeah. Which, Spock by the way, let me Ooh. let me let me reference is that Spock... one for everybody because <laughs> is... Spock versus Q Which is one? a great. Oh my god, it's a great audio drama. Yes. Both versions of it, both part one and part two, you gotta listen yeah. to it. If you like Spock, yeah. you like Q, or you yeah. like Spock, and you don't like Q, or you like Q. Yeah. You know, if you know both characters, listen to that shit. It's fucking awesome. It and it's Leonard Nimoy and John Delancey doing it. It's great. Yeah, and because it includes Q, it can be canon. Oh, it is. Oh no, it's it's an audio drama, and there's no reference so to it anywhere in the rest of canon like Spock would have so Q would have to mention it Q would have to mention the conversation that he had with Spock so I hope that he does someday because if, if in Star Trek Picard season 2 he mentions the conversation that he had with Spock I want to know okay here's some crazy stuff that happens right okay so like, we may have already discussed this right but uh, should we do forwards or backwards pick one which one do you, you want to go forwards or backwards with what just what I'm about to say. Just pick a direction. Uh, backwards. Okay. So, Picard mind melds with Spock. Previous to that, Picard mind melded with Sarek. Mm-hmm. So Picard learned about Spock's Latak Torai, and he learned about the Red Angel. And he learned about Sarek, Michael Burnham, and Cybok. Not unless he hid that from him. And he's the guy who knows that the vision that Spock had in his head of the creatures destroying the universe are the same creatures that were destroying the universe in Star Trek Picard season one. The little arms that were coming out in the probe, we all saw that. Picard saw it too. No, he didn't see that part because that was only fucking Stamets and Tyler and Pike. Oh, Pike. that probe. Okay, I know which probe you're yeah. talking about. So, like, For a second there, I thought you were th- talking about the flower that was coming up from the base of the planet in Picard. Yeah, so so that flower for some reason is featured in the opening credits of Star Trek Discovery? Is it? I, I don't season? know what else that flower is. Every season. Oh, that that flower? It's the same damn flower. Are you sure? I mean, no. But yeah, like it's the same idea. I never thought about that. I, I thought of it immediately. <laughs> as soon as I saw those orchids coming up, I was like, why do we have the little flowers from Star Trek Discovery coming out here? Okay, so cool. So even the little uh, uh, phallic stamens? Yeah, I... The wormy yeah, stamens I, that are so inside I'm, the flower? I'm going to call that the flower tourist. Flower tourist? Yeah. What is that? It, that's my portmanteau for a flower and clitoris. Okay. Well, but flowers are... are are, flowers uh, d- are dual vaginas. Flowers are also penises. So are so are vaginas, <laughs> just turned inside out. <laughs> no, they are. That's exactly what they are. Because if you get a certain amount of this hormone, it turns outside, and if you get a certain amount of this hormone, it stays inside. It's the same thing. It's the very same object. It's just whether it's turned in or turned out, your ovaries become testicles, your testicles become ovaries. That's where the genetic genetic material is stored, right? In your ovaries or your testicles. And depending on whether you're male or female, it goes either on the outside or on the inside. So apparently, in order to create the Y chromosome, it has to be cooler 
right? Because the ovaries are always inside and they have the excess. So maybe there's a there's a there's an aberration that happens when they're cooled and they create the Y. Well, and that's why it has to be on the outside. I always observed how a X gets turned it is a Y just with one fewer branches off. Shut the fuck up. An X is a Y without a penis. A Y is an X without a penis. Get out of here. Or Y is an X with a penis. No, an X is an X with a penis. It, the X is the female chromosome. I, I know. And it's just all backwards, right? So, like, if you take an X and you take that lower right-hand leg off, it becomes a Y. Yeah. But and that doesn't make y- sense. That's all backwards. <laughs> oh, we are in the mirror universe. Uh-huh. Show sure enough. The, the, the Y, if you ever look, like, at an actual typed Y, is a penis or a vagina that ends in a penis. It is totally a vagina. Shut up, a Y is a vagina. And a V. A Y is actually just a vagina with some legs around it. Well, the X is a vagina with some legs on it. Uh, Oh, and X is actually two lesbians. Oh, yeah, they're kissing each other. Doing the scissoring thing, which I have yet to determine whether that's real or not. Yeah, I haven't figured out if that's a real thing. You know what? It's none of my business, so it has nothing to do with me, so I don't really care. I, uh. Ew. Two of them? Ugh. Ugh. No offense. I love women. Ugh. No, I'm just kidding. Wait, am I kidding? I don't know. Have we talked about Star Trek in the last 28 minutes? No. Sort of, vaguely. I think this has all been about Star Trek, actually. Do Klingon women have two vaginas? Well, I mean... I'm not I and until I see them, I'm not sure he didn't have just like a you know sometimes when you pee it forks. Yeah man. Especially if you pee, pee soon after you come. Have you ever forked up and down and both streams are the same <laughs> like strength? And the same they have like the same gravitational effect on them? Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll we'll have a long conversation about that. No pun intended. So, um but if um, Klingons are like male sharks, then do female... Well, being fish, sharks would automatically have cloaca and not an actual vagina. Does that mean that they... Well, okay, so here's the deal. With Klingon females, yes, they do have two vaginas, and guess what? They can close the one that works if they don't want your want your babies. <laughs> Like, oh, no, 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 go to this one. This is the one that works. That right here. Yeah, put it in there. That's put, as a matter of fact, put them both in there. Because I'm a size queen. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, be rough with me. Put them both in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got it. Oh, you got it. Yeah, yeah, Oh, God. Dodge that bullet. Will not have, will not have my children being son of none of none. <laughs> Son of Nun the second. Yeah. Son of, <laughs> son of son son Nun Junior. Son of Nun. I'm I'm Nun. Son of Nun of Nun. Son of Nun. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not doing that around here. I'd rather go Duras. <laughs> I mean, what? have you seen Toral? Toral looks inbred. A hundred percent. Like, I'm sure Duras 
and Betor are the ones that made, or was it Lursa? Yeah, it's probably Lursa because she's the she's the conniving one. So like Lursa and Duras definitely made Toral because Toral's head, like okay, so Duras's head was like already big to begin with, right? But Toral's head was like the same size as Duras's, only Toral was like way smaller, right? Because he was like the little guy, like hey, I'm Toral. Was it? Was he played by uh, Nog? Aaron Eisenberg? I don't think so. He wasn't oh, that small. Wow. No offense, Aaron. All, all in love, Aaron. Man, I miss Aaron Eisenberg. I tell you what, that that the podcast, The Seventh Rule. You got to listen to the first few episodes of The Seventh Rule. It's Aaron Eisenberg and Sirach Lofton talking about Deep Space Nine, like episode by episode. Okay. Man, man, Aaron Eisenberg, I miss you, buddy. Best in profits. What, what, what type of profits? The, FIT. The, he's huh? a Ferengi. Come on. He's a Ferengi. Yeah. He's, you know, best in profits. But he wasn't interested in profits. That's why he joined. I started. know. I know. It's so sad. So right? could he be talking about the wormhole profits, or could he be talking about uh, uh, see that's the thing financial profits? It's either one. Uh, so here's my here's my here's my new vision of the 32nd century future is that. In the future, the Ferengi civilization and the Bajoran civilization have merged, and then profit now has one meaning. Hmm. Okay. And it's the same meaning, and it's the same as it was, but it's like merged with the other meaning. So, so like, at about 1225, uh, they're in the sick bay, and uh, uh, Tyler Voke is talking about, help me, please. He comes out of his, his, his delirium. His, his name he is. Looks at, let, me, let, me just, let me help you out with the name real quick. His name is Volkler. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay. Um, and he's like, help me, please. Or or if you want, Tyvok. Okay. A little close to Cybok, a little close to Tuvok. Let's go, Vogler. <laughs> and I I was thinking, help you what? Help you to die? And, you know, I was thinking, I would figure an enlightened culture would respect a person's desire to die. Um, no, I don't think it's to die. Well... I'm going with the thread that I pulled. Okay, please pull it. Um, and I, I wonder if this trek will will do that. Because so far in other instances where character wanted to die, they've denied it. But back in that in the time when they made the episode, there was even stronger belief against suicide or assisted suicide. Um, but now... I mean, you can do. You have things like uh, uh, suicide tourism, where you go to cu- countries where suicide is legal, and you know you can. So let me help you out with that. So, okay. so what Laurel did was she gave Volk an assisted suicide. Okay. Because had she been among Klingons when uh-huh. this happened, and if yeah. they could have restored him to looking Klingon, then yeah. she would have. Volk wouldn't have been okay looking like a human and being on the Starfleet side and being a prisoner for the rest of his life. He would have killed himself anyway. So Laurel gave him the mercy killing, which... Yeah, because later on, she screams at the end of the scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's she's warning Silvacore. Yeah, that she was... Yeah, that's what There's a warrior coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We do. So then in the next scene that uh, we get to is uh, Philippa and Michael having dinner together. Mm-hmm. And she hands, Philippa hands Michael uh, um, chopsticks with um, few erections in them. 
yes. or fear penises. You gotta love munching on the erections. Yes. And so my question is, do you think that at that point that Philippa already knew that this was not her Michael? Is she trying to see how far Michael will go so, to blend in? Here's the thing. I think she knew the whole time. Okay. The moment that she had to say to her, don't you bow before your emperor? Mm-hmm. She knew that that wasn't Michael immediately. Mm-hmm. Okay. She also has a scanner on her ship that can tell her whether there's quantum variances. I- immediately, and it's very right. close to her. Yeah. So okay. Discovery should have popped some warnings for her and only for her because apparently she's been entrusted with this information by the previous by the previous not entrusted because they don't hand things down they just take apparently there's some sort of empirical vault of data no they she could have it could have been handed to her because here's my logic ensign Hoshisato yeah Hoshisato in the mirror universe becomes the empress by by taking over The an- ancestor of Giorgio. That's mildly racist, but I'll go with it. Because she's Asian? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. They, they, they never specify in the show wh- what part of Asia either one of them are from. True enough. Um, I, I'm also going to suggest that it is my firm belief that while Michelle Yeoh might be Malaysian, I do believe that, um, that Philippa Giorgio is Chinese. Part of that is because uh, the starship Shenzhou mm-hmm. is was named after a starship called the Shenzhou, which was Chinese. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm gonna say I don't know where the where Shenzhou comes from. Further than that, mm-hmm. I do believe that Philip Zhou is is Chinese. Okay, but I don't know where Hoshi Sato comes from, or even the actress that plays played Hoshi Sato. Yeah, that's a very good question. So I'm gonna say one thing real quick. Okay. In the long title about the butcher and the lamb, uh-huh. which is actually the title of the episode, it's called the long title about the butcher and the lamb. <laughs> it is mentioned that title. Pippa was born in 2202. Okay. In Palolangui, Malaysia. Oh, okay. So, I guess she's also Malaysian. Okay. Pippa Longstocking? Pippa, Pippa Jojo. Yeah, I was just making a joke. I gotcha. A small joke. She, she, so, she doesn't really have long... She has long boots. In the mirror. Going back to the Agonizer boots, about 2644, um... How do they work? What, what? How exactly are they torturing you with... I mean, there's the blue lightning for the special yeah. effect, but are so, they electrocuting them? Yeah, so it's it's electrical charges. I don't, um, there's, Why is it... Uh, or, it's not blue, it's, r- it's red. orange. Yeah. There's yeah. a... Um, so there's a... Uh, by the way, uh, Hoshisato was born in Kyoto, Japan on July 9, 2029. So I'm going to oh. say that we can... We might be able to assume that she's... That she's... Uh, She's uh, that she's Japanese, but I don't think that Linda Park is. Okay. Uh, it's my firm belief that uh, Linda Park is uh, Korean. Okay. Um, probably from good Korea, I'm guessing. Because they well, would have let I mean, her out from bad Korea. Yeah. 
but uh, I mean, they're all Korean and they all deserve to be reunified. So, right. Oh, let me also correct myself really quickly. So Linda Park mm -hmm. and uh, I'll, I'll check with Mich I'll check on Michelle Yeoh, but Linda Park, let me correct myself because I'm, I'm being an asshole right now. Linda Park is an American who was born yes. in Korea. Just, okay. I just want to correct myself and make sure that I'm not like, like other Oh, people, I get what I, you're I saying. I'm not trying to other her at all. Yeah. At yeah. All. She's, she's American. Yeah. She's a Korean born American. So just, just want to straighten that out. Okay. Um, I, I don't, I can't, I can't speak to Michelle, Michelle Yeoh's place of birth. Um, and we have, this country has been around long enough that like people who were, you know, from other places are, uh, who, 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 who people believe look like they're from other places are actually from right here. You know, like, mm -hmm. they'll be like, where are you from? What language do you speak? And he's like, uh, I'm from Seattle. I speak English. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Michelle Yeoh is Malaysian and, um, so is her character. Okay. Just FYI, M Michelle Yeoh is not American. Okay. Just like, just like your boy Patrick Stewart, by the way, who never changed his citizenship. Uh, because he never believed that Star Trek Next Generation was going to take off. <laughs> so he didn't, oh, that's didn't right. Bother, yeah, yeah. yeah, didn't even bother. He even didn't get an apartment. He stayed in the hotel for the first season. Yeah, apparently still doesn't believe <laughs> that Star Trek Next Generation is going to work, really, because uh, he's still not American. He's been here for, like, what, like 40 years? Well, William Shatner's Canadian. Is he still Canadian? He hasn't done citizenship? Why should he? he and then after 2016, the why would he want to? Because we're doing better than they are. Are we? As far as they, they have Medicare goes, for all. Yeah, but we have we have our we have a handle on coronavirus. Canada's is not. Like we're we're like leaps and bounds ahead of everybody. By the way, Joseph Robinette. Are, we? are you sure that's not? I'm 100 percent sure because I was told that today by uh, by a doctor in um, Toronto. I want to say. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm part of a national. So my national collaborative. Um, the National Collaborative. The, oh, that's the right. National Collaborative that I'm I part forget. of actually includes um, Canada. So we do have a Canadian doctor, and he made it clear that the United States is way ahead of us, uh, way ahead of them. He said us, way way ahead of them in our um, vaccine distribution and uptake. So back to the agonizers. How? I mean, other than electricity, I mean, electricity is not orange or red. Although they do it show depends a blue on what electricity you're using. Well, all right. Because so there are the, definitely orange sparks to some electricity. Okay. Um, and I guess I wasn't aware of that. And there are blue sparks. Um, yeah, definitely. But if you are applying a blue electricity, it's going to be a hotter electricity than the orange electricity. Oh, so, so maybe if you that's run why you low don't... level junk, you can like run a low level like taser uh -huh. through somebody. Yeah, and it just like it hurt like it's it's like a constant. But I don't taser. think it lights you up like it does. That's what I'm gonna say. Well, I don't think he's getting lit up either. I just think it's the electric. I think it's the electric the electricity like traveling around his body that we're seeing. Um, I think he's being basically like covered, like he's, all of his nerve endings are oh, being okay. like electrified. So did you see the uh, two incidences in the uh, show uh, that showed uh, lightsaber hilts? I don't want to talk about it. No, I didn't notice them. I don't know what a lightsaber is, though, so does that, does that matter? <laughs> bullshit. Do I have to know what a lightsaber is? <laughs> bullshit. I've never heard of that. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> Even as the most mild... I... Bullshit. I don't know um, what you're talking about. 
No, you you admitted it right away. I, I saw those two. Never heard of it. You, uh-huh. you know, I had a buddy, a friend of mine, my best friend actually, um, gave me uh, uh, two two master replicas of fucking lightsabers. Like which ones? Uh, it was I don't know. It was, but one of them was blue. Uh huh. Um, and that's all I really know about it. Like I didn't really care. Like I guess I really didn't care. Like they they eventually got like stolen or something. Oh, but um, you yeah. should send them off to your friend that you're always talking to me about. That yeah, but they're like master master replicas are like they're amazing. Like they feel like they're real lightsabers. Yeah, they they like they light from 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 uh, from handle yeah. to hilt. Yeah. Um, and make a sound as they do so. They're pretty handle dope. to hilt. You mean the same thing to the same thing? Uh, the hand. I thought the hilt was. Oh, to the hilt. Yes. Uh, hilt to tip. I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. There you go. I'm just splitting hairs a little bit. Sorry. No, it's okay. okay. Um. Split all the hairs you want. So after at, all, we split Klingon penises. I'm sorry. That was. I went a long way did, to catch that did, one. Did you see the jump cut? That the bad jump cut that I saw at about uh, twenty-eight thirty. Please tell me about the jump cut. She's uh just starting the surgery. And they're showing Tyler being tortured, more or less. Careless. Cool. And then they it cuts up to her, and I either my streaming wasn't doing very well and it jumped really quick and really badly, or it, it's in the show. This episode, uh, by the way, was supposed to end before that scene. That that scene was supposed to originally be in the next episode. Um, the last lines of this episode originally were, "Her name was Ava." That was the end of the episode. Oh, okay. Isn't that a great end for this episode? Like, where it just ends right there? No, I'm not talking about Lorca. I'm talking about Tyler. I, I know, I know. I just jumped. I jumped. I jumped. Because I went back too far, and I ended up in the Lorca scene, and it reminded me oh, okay. of that thing that I had read. Then later, just a few seconds later, Tyler says, in English, she's saying, Brother, give me strength. Sister, give me family. Yes. Does that sound creepy well, I mean, to you? I mean, it does. How is you your sister going to give you family? But no. So this is the this is the uh, generification of the word sister. This is like all Klingon females are my sister okay. kind of sister. So like you're my brother. Sure, absolutely. Okay. That's why brother gives me strength. He could have been talking to his real brother. But Volk has no brother. How do you know? Just because he's son of none doesn't mean he's brother to none. Well, how do we? How would we determine that? We would determine that by because you know it's Worf, son of Moog. And, and current son of Moog, but if it's just Worf, how do we know what his last name is? His last name is Son of Moog, right? Well, they don't really do last names, but... Well, I mean, that's the last... Well, sure they do, because it's just like El, El Sayed, right? Like, where where the last name is the father's name, right? Okay. But, like, I mean, I'm, honestly, until Kern was written into the first time Kern appeared, there was no Kern. So you would not have known if Worf had a brother or not. Folk may have a brother, he may not. Yeah, we didn't we didn't know until yeah, this is this is true, but yeah, this until is the true. writers wrote it into the show. He didn't exist. So oh did it, did I already miss If Volk has brothers, then that means we have to see other light gray clowns. Likely clowns. <laughs> is Laurel warning the afterlife, yeah, that we already discussed that because she screams up yeah, to the man. sky. She's she's letting Stovall know that there's a warrior on its way. Yeah, but but Volk is in in episodes later, so obviously Volk didn't die. Volk is and not neither did Tyler. Later. 
No, sure. Focus nine He's episodes not? later. No, oh. no. Tyler with Volk's data is in episodes later. Okay. Volk has his memories, but he doesn't have the spark. Right? The thing that Data was so afraid if he got disconnected that it, he wouldn't have anymore. The one that's him. It would still have all his information. He still have all his mm-hmm. experiences and all his memories. But there's a thing that he was afraid that Maddox was not going to be able to keep. Which had okay. to do with the with the translation of electrons across a particular plane oh. in android science. But that's what he believed to be his soul. And yeah. this is what this is what uh, Lorel excised from Tyvok. Okay. I'm sorry. Buckler. No, I'm going to go with Tyvok. I don't know. Either one. <laughs> the next thing that we're talking about is in, in the uh, mycelial network. Yes. Where Culper and uh, Stamets Culpepper. are. Yes. Are in the bathroom brushing their teeth. Yes. My question is, if he's dead, how come he's there in the mycelial network if he's not trapped in there? As you said, this is actually happening inside of Stamets' brain because Stamets thinks that he is the whole ship and that's why the ship is called the USS Stamets. No. This is clearly, by the way, we know from later, this is clearly not actually Hugh that's in there. It's not Culpepper that's in there because Culber did not experience this moment, has no memory of this moment. It only happened for Stamets. Okay. Right? He doesn't remember like talking to he doesn't remember even walking through engineering in yeah. a uni- in his medical uniform oh. which made Paul go walk off and, and go get distracted and go looking for him. So all of this you are correct. You are correct. You did fix it. Oh. All all of this is Stamets and the mycelial network interacting, not not Hugh, because Hugh is hiding from the network. Oh, okay. Inside the network. Yeah. I like when Mirror Stamets wakes up and he says, I'm back. And we think that it's, we're supposed to think that it's Stamets. And then we see Mirror Stamets. And I think that we're supposed to think that Prime Stamets accidentally woke up in Mirror Stamets' body. I thought that was going to happen so yeah. bad. I so bad thought it was going to happen. You know why, what, you know why I think that, you know why I thought it was Mirror Stamets? Mm-hmm. Because when he woke up, he should have been inside the spore cube, right? With the little thingies on his head, right? Okay. So how is he not? Well, because he said he was in a coma, that he was somewhere else. Maybe the people in his universe, the doctors, if you can call them that in his universe, pulled him out of the, the, the spore cube so that he couldn't get back to his body. And they didn't know that, though. Uh, fair enough. The only way that Prime Stamets was able to get back to his body was after they put him back into the spore cube. Yeah, true enough. What do you think about the Charon? Uh, uh, ugly ship, Romulan Warbird. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's being driven by a mini star, and similar to how it's being, yeah. how Romulan Warbirds are driven by yes, a micro wormhole. A quantum singularity, yes. A quantum absolutely. singularity. Uh huh. So they're very similar technology. Maybe it was a proto-technology, too, that they stole from the Romulans that they're I, I, beginning to develop. And they... I wonder the very same thing. I wonder the very same thing. Because the ship design and the quantum singularity tell me there's something going on there. Yeah, I mean, in this, it's a mini star. It's not a quantum singularity. But What's the difference between a quantum singularity and a star? Uh, it lost all of its matter, so it collapses in on itself. A, a, a black hole 
is a quantum singularity, but the, a black hole is a dead star that just collapsed in on itself. It's used up all its fuel. Isn't is that not the answer that you were looking for? No, that's that's cool. Because they're not they're not the same thing. That's that's why it's yeah. So that's why it's not a quantum singularity because that's what because Rom the Romulan design is far more elegant because it uses a quantum singularity. Well, this and thing the Romulan is clunky and it's like it's, yeah, it's 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 twenty second century ish because yeah. it uses a fracking star. Yeah. So the Romulan design is more elegant because the Romulans have had more time by the twenty fourth century yeah. to develop it and make it more elegant. Where the in, in the mirror universe. They've already conquered the Romulans, so they took the technology in its infancy, in the proto form of it, and they, you know, they were at that time they were developing the drive from a a mini star. Sure. And it's certainly not small enough to be micro either. So. Yeah. It, well, it's it's a micro star because they can fit a whole ship around it. So well, it's like. Well, micro would be microscope, you know. Small. I, I mean, I get, I, yeah, I get what you're saying, but like in in relative to the stars that we know. Well, yeah, it's I mean, except for William Shatner, of course. It's way smaller than William Shatner <laughs> <laughs> uh, because he is the biggest star in the sky. Oh uh, no, not quite. Yeah, tell, somebody tell him that, please. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely not anymore. I don't think I don't know the last know. thing. Well, I guess he's doing a thing for History Channel. Yeah. But he, you don't have to be a star to be a host on a TV show. You certainly don't. <laughs> How you doing, Earl Grey? <laughs> I am oh, doing, no, no, doing. You're, you're I'm the, doing. Other camera. Your camera's over there. Sorry. I'm doing. Oh, there you go. Please don't be looking at me. You're looking at my... Uh, what are you looking at? been on the whole time. Uh-oh. <laughs> I guess I should uh, make sure they're not pointing... Totally Down. so you pick your nose. Yeah, no, no. I we all know that you don't wear pants during this. <laughs> we're all well aware. Really? Aww. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we hear we we hear the creaking. You know what we haven't done in a long time? Yeah. By which I mean a long time because you know, this is our eleventh episode and how many times have we rated a show? We've barely rated them. Guess what I'm gonna rate this show? I'm gonna rate it a forty seven. Out of ten? Oh, are we doing it out of ten? I thought we were doing it out of ten. I'm gonna That's how we've go, been rating them before. I don't know. I just wanted to I just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go 7.4. How about that? That's my, that's my mirror universe 47. Yes, I did it. 47.4. Okay. 7.4. Um, I found this episode very confusing and jarring. No. Now that I've been able to sit and watch it and be taking notes, it was a little better. Okay. Like, I mean, like I mentioned back in the. Uh, episode where Tyler first got released onto the uh, albino Klingon onto the son of none then, then oh the firewolf yeah firewolf, the, the yeah, wolf thank inside you. yes the wolf inside is what uh, like I said I mean I'm st still like lost and getting lo loster yeah I know that's not a word you know Shut sometimes up, sometimes what's up is sometimes sometimes up is down sometimes when you're lost you're found are you quoting a song now? That seems familiar. I'm quoting Lewis Carroll on behalf of Michael Burnham. Okay. Crawling through the uh, sister ship of the USS Discovery as she's escaping from Ripper, who we later named Ephraim. Ephraim Would Garrick? Remember? Sometimes up now. I forgot his name was also Elam Garrick. <laughs> <laughs> I almost went with it. I was like, yeah, his name's Ephraim too. 
No, but like, yeah, so this is part of Alice in Wonderland. Sometimes when you're lost, you're found, sometimes blah, 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 all that. Oh, okay. The, so, you know, that's the idea. See, that's this is what I've been trying to tell you. Discovery writers are doing all this on purpose. <laughs> like, you seem like you're lost, and once you're found, you're more lost. That's Alice in Wonderland. So That's exactly the feeling they were trying to give you this whole time. They've been trying to make you feel like you're in some sort of weird wonderland. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, they're still not speaking Star Trek to me. Oh, gosh. Okay. I mean, it... I mean, that's fair. I. To each is her own. Okay. Yeah, like, I mean, Agony Booths in Mirror Universe. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't quite speak Star Trek. You know, that's, I guess one, that's fair. Once in an ep, you know, one episode, like, you know, in a season is fine, but... We don't even have, we don't even have, like, a chief engineer. How do you have Star Trek without a chief engineer? <laughs> How does that even work? Like, we aren't even concerned about the warp drive or the engines. And, like, there's nobody to be like, that's all I can give you, Cotton. The one Scottish person that we have in the, in the show is uh, not even really a Scottish person. He's actually Lorca? Lorca doing a fake accent. So, like, yeah. Uh, how, do you have, how do you do it? Maybe maybe a six. Okay. I'll give it a six. All right. Leland T. Lynch and I agree. Leland what? Average... You know, the, you know, the chief engineer of the Starship Enterprise D, Leland T. Lynch. Never you, heard of him. You have, you have heard of him. What are you talking about? He was, I believe he was the chief engineer when we, uh, when we, when we went where no one has gone before. So this is the guy, by the way, that I believe this is the guy, let me say. He was, he was, he was the guy who like started a letter writing campaign to make him, himself like the, the actor, to make himself like the, um. The, the the ongoing chief engineer of okay. the Starship Enterprise D and he had like all these people write letters I never into heard Paramount. This. Yeah, yeah. So this guy, he had all these people write letters into Paramount um, saying, oh, this guy's great, you know, he's awesome, he's played by it's this guy's, this guy's, is it, wait, was it Leland T. Lynch? It might have been, uh, yeah, it was Leland T. Lynch because that's, that's the name, like the name, like Leland T. Lynch, like he had to put a T in there because, you know, James W. Is Kirk and then he, he wasn't supposed to have a full name in the damn, in the damn script All but right. he put the whole Leland T. Lynch in there so that so that they would have a name to go on so people there were all these letters that were being written saying he should be the chief engineer forever he should be the chief engineer forever <laughs> and then when they found out that this happened they fired him <laughs> they were like oh no you won't Skin of Evil will be your only episode sir <laughs> nice letters though I hope you didn't spend too much time writing them for these people yeah, and sending them to be signed yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, skin of evil, man, Walker Boone. <laughs> but like, wouldn't what a, what a dope name that have been for the chief engineer? What if he just used his real name and just been like Chief Engineer Walker Boone? Wouldn't that have been dope? <laughs> That'd have been the dopest chief engineer ever. So, where, where do, what does this have to do with uh, Discovery? Um, so I don't know if you remember. If you maybe you can rewind, but this is all like foundational, right? So this is the new, this is the New Testament. Right? <laughs> Discoveries like the, the the Torah, the Quran, rather, um, the Enterprises, the Torah, you know, like I don't know, man, because I kind of think that Enterprises is, is is also like the next generation, like also. So uh, here's the thing: so the Torah is actually um, the cage. The cage is the Torah, right? And then, and then when they made it the Menagerie, they like kind of retold the same story in the next book. Okay. Like, which was, you know, and and by the, the way, I mean, did in, we go all the way back? I went all the way back to the original. So I'm sorry. 
Yeah, I guess. In, in, in the Christian Bible, the Protestant Bible, the Torah is a part of the Old Testament. Yeah, it's like the first five books, right? Yeah. There is no big title page, pre proto-testament. The cage is definitely the Torah, because we thought it was something separate unto itself. Oh. But later on, it comes that they put it as part of the same book, and they oh. called it the Menagerie. Right? Okay. So sure. that became that became the Old Testament. Okay. All right. So we, you really been we've been trying to run away from this uh, religious conversation. <laughs> and, no, uh, I, I I'm trying to help us. I'm trying to help you, dude. It's one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You're probably really there tired. And you keep on going off on the left be... field, and I'm trying to draw us back into center field, and I'm like, dude, let's talk about tracks, not let's talk about... Susanna Layton? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I didn't know where to go with that. I was going to try and pick another T word, but it didn't work. Susanna Layton should have uh, should have stayed there, down there by herself, and been a been a glowy, little glowy, like... Do they have, they have like, energy drinks? And their veins were on the outside of their body. And the energy drinks made their blood glow in the dark. I don't know what you're talking about. This is an episode of, uh, this is, uh, the, not the next phase. It was another Jordy episode. It was, um, you know, Susanna oh, Layton. Oh, okay. You know, the, the thing with the thing. The thing. And the, the blue monsters Jordy with the light blue. Yeah. Hey, now you got it. Yep. That guy. Yeah, I don't know what the name of the episode. I cannot pull it out of my head. For the life of me, I'm gonna get it. It was as uh, she served with them aboard the Victory. They went to Tarkanan. Transformation. Tarkanan. Uh, no transformations was the one with the guy in white, who was like the being of light, right? That was transformations. This was. It had something to do uh, with it, change, it was, though. Yeah, it was another word for transfigurations. It was. Um, was it transfigurations? No, because that's the episode I was just thinking of was Transfigurations. This is, uh, oh my gosh, am I going to get to it before the Identity Crisis? Nope, that was the one with the little girl. Oh no, was that the one with the little girl and and the, the imaginary friend? Oh no, that was imaginary friend. This was Identity Crisis. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm glad I got all the way there. So, <laughs> so my, the crowning achievement of my, uh, of, of our, uh, of my participation in Star Trek Discovery season. Oh, what just happened? What? Well, guys, um, what is happening right now? What is oh, happening? Okay. Who are you? Who are these people? <laughs> so, do you think Mira Seinfeld is funny? Maybe. Although, I don't know if TV exists in the uh, Mirror universe. They might have more to worry about than uh, what t what they do in their free time because they don't usually have a whole lot of free time. If TV doesn't exist, then how in the world are they going to recap the first officer when he arrives the ship on the ship of what about what happened at the beginning of the episode before he arrived on the ship? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. What? Don't you remember? Don't you remember in the first book of the New Testament? When uh, actually it may have been in Exodus, or rather Mark, it may have been in Mark. When uh, when we went to go, we went to go pick up. First we encounter Q, right, and then we go to we go to uh, the planet to go pick up uh, uh, Beverly and Will. And then when we bring Will up to the ship, Will has to sit down in front of a TV and watch the first episode. 
so we can oh, catch that's up about what right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> catch up what would happen. Man, I think that's it, guys. Um, this, has yeah. been, this has been a fun show for me, fun show sure. for you. Hope you guys yeah. don't hate me because I love all of you. Yep, I'll agree with that. So uh, this has been uh, Earl Gray and Jack Dorino. And we will see you next time. We'll talk about treks next time. Lots of treks. Treks all night long. AMF. <laughs> Support the continued making of this show through Patreon.com. Let's Talk About Treks is a production of Anodyne Relay supported by the Star Trek fan community of listeners like you. We review the copyrighted works of Paramount CBS's Star Trek team, of whom no copyright infringement is intended. You can reach us via email at email at letstalkabouttreks.com. You can leave us a message at area code 202-804-6312. Our producer is David Moody, and our writers, Jack and Earl, are on Twitter as at Trekstalkers, and would greatly appreciate the obligatory like and subscribe from wherever you're listening now. We record on Lenovo computers with Zoom, mix with NCH Mixpad, and master with Kako 3Per. Our intro, outro, and interstitial musics feature samples from Awakening by Waterboy from Pixabay.